0: Hey strangers, welcome to another episode of The Strange Sessions. As always, I am Kurt. And I am joined by my radiant co-host and life podcasting partner, Krista.
1: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> hey, I like Krista. it.
0: And today we are joined in the studio, making his debut on the Strange Sessions in person because he is sent in stories, is our good friend Devin Zahn. What's up, strangers? Welcome to the podcast, Devin. We're excited to have you. Me. Welcome to the Strange Cellar. Yeah. What do you think of the Strange Cellar? It's everything I hoped for and more. And more
1: so. <laughs> you're, you're our third zon officially. Yep. We just have yeah, one we just gotta more Zan Brit- to go. Got to get Brittany. <laughs> yep. uh,
0: get she, she would have done this today, but it's a little early for her. Like
1: eight hours. Even is too early apparently. He, this apparently. <laughs>
0: Devon's not a morning person, so. Uh, well, today I'm looking a little bit more radiant than usual. <laughs> you are you are
2: radiant does too. Match I, you,
1: yeah, he match my radiance. He does. You guys, oh, it's yeah,
0: like. I'm blinded by multiple radiance <laughs> on either side of me here, but we uh, we record super early, we so do. we're happy. I mean, anybody... it's seven
1: thirty; it's not that early, but I for suppose some people it is. Some people that yeah, early.
0: to some people that's super early. Looking at you, Brittany. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Devin just started his own podcast called "Tales for the Dark: Creepy Internet Stories." Yes, yes. And yep. that's awesome. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. I did listen to the first episode and really liked it. Me too. Yep, uh, he was questioning his sound quality when no, we came down. I thought, down the and I thought it Good. perfect yep. i really did i hope so it's i
2: mean I, like i said to you guys before the, we started recording i mean i have a whole new like found respect for you guys i mean it <laughs> what takes we do a lot of work to do this it, you know I mean,
0: it, it
1: it feels like second nature now just because i mean f- we're four years in but yeah kurt does all the work <laughs> yeah but
0: the thing is the work I'm, i just press buttons. the work i am doing like before love we yeah before we started the podcast i would still wake up you know, at the butt crack of dawn early every day. And then I would go on the internet and look up interesting stuff. Yeah. And I just wasn't writing it down. So basically, <laughs> right. I'm, the only difference now is that I'm, I'm writing down what I'm interested in reading about.
1: And then we talk about it for an hour and, then and a half. We, yeah,
0: and then we talk about it for talk about the weather for a little while and then we talk about the the rest of the stuff.
1: Before we forget, if you're just tuning in and you're a new listener and you don't want to sit through the titillating 20, please check the show notes. We always forget to tell you this, but check the show notes. Kurt will list the timestamp of the actual start of the topic because um, we're about to welcome new strangers. We're going to do a taste test and cover housekeeping and... We won't be offended if you skip over it.
0: No, exactly. We won't no. uh, I, I know people that only listen to the titillating twenty and don't listen to the rest That's of the so episode. Funny. So,
1: I love it. Yep, I love it. Want to give? Oh, go ahead.
0: Shoutouts, but you go first.
1: I want to give a shout out to Xander and just send him like all the love. Yes, We're thinking Xander about awesome. you. We love you. Yep,
0: I listened to their podcast about shadow people and the Hat Man, and I, he, I it's just soothing listening to I know him.
1: they both have great voices they do they're both so good Xander's at from South Africa so he has this amazing accent yeah they, they Jenna are, has a great voice too they're they gonna. are
0: so good at their podcast and yeah. it just makes me like question ours. I know so like, all of the podcasts can, make me yeah. like question ours, <laughs> exactly. but exactly yeah, they gotta love the accent yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it makes it so much better it does it does uh, shout outs to our newest strangers and those are Martin Farher Farrar Farwer <laughs> Ryan Schaff Schaff Chaff, Wow. Peter, Bru- <laughs> Peter Bruno. We're off to a good start. That's an easy one, Bruno. Yes. <laughs> Becky Dodd. I can totally do Becky Dodd, Dodd. Okay. so to speak. Becky Dodd. Josh <laughs> Arthurs, who used okay. to be oh, yeah. one, welcome, but then- Welcome
1: back, Josh. Welcome back.
0: Lizzie Robinson, who I've been messaging, and she is awesome. And Jennifer Lay. I never know how to pronounce this last name, and I see it all the time. Spell it. G-O-N-C-A-L-V-E-S. Is it-, is it gonsalives uh, or is it oh, gonclaves i believe I it's Gonzalves. like like right a, yeah me. and cynthia and lorano lorano wow, wow we've got that some was doozies a, today that was a tongue twister today
1: although people usually say you do pretty well with their last names so.
0: it's difficult i sometimes i try to look to see if they have like the facebook pronunciation the phonetic but that's this time i didn't it's pretty smart yeah that's the easy way to do it yeah. but i still end up screwing it up somehow um so welcome thank you so much guys for joining the strangers
1: i think we have over 500 strangers yeah we do we hit a milestone and i think let me look at instagram talk amongst yourselves
0: um how are you doing dev you doing good (laughs) yeah i'm good (laughs) Good.
2: um yeah like i said the podcast is going along well i'm actually in the process of starting another one but uh
0: yeah no good luck with that because Uh, i can't imagine doing two podcasts at once
2: I, i can barely do the one yeah and not to mention the video game thing on the side yes too. and
0: you do the video game
2: Just podcast. don't get
1: burnout when i was when we first started this i was still doing paranormal Palabra and it is a lot um we have 671 followers on instagram which i realize is nothing compared to a lot of podcasts <laughs> I but i feel like the people who follow us truly listen well, they're not just randomly yeah. following stuff so Devin and i were I talking on the drive
0: it. down here that we don't want a ton of listeners because that,
1: it's just so much pressure. Yeah, that makes my you know? that makes my tummy gurgle just thinking about bit. it.
0: So it means no
2: live shows in the near future. No. Right?
1: Not in the near future. I I I have, could do a me- I have kind of fantasized about a live show, but that's I ha- I could do a meet
0: and greet. Future. A meet and greet I could do
2: Ugh. where we like
1: I'd almost rather do a live show. Oh, are you serious? Just to interact with people? <laughs> well, just like Can I just hug stand them behind you their... and wave at people? Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 that's my go-to too. Smile and wave, guys. Smile I and wave. No,
1: I just didn't... Ugh. I'm an introvert. I just want to hang out in my basement and talk about stuff.
2: <laughs> oh, Rhonda like said, com- we
1: have to read Oh, Rhonda says hi, Devin. Oh God. <laughs> hi, Mom. Rhonda made <laughs> sure he was Rhonda- <laughs> Rhonda
0: made sure he was awake tonight or this morning.
2: Yeah. I- yeah, anxiety, fun stuff.
0: Yep. So.
1: We're all just a bunch of anxiety in this room. We've we all, are. We've Misfits. all suffered through that. We are. We sure.
0: should be sponsored by some CBD oil <laughs> brand or right. something. Looking to, at you, 920 CBD. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I buy my CBD gummies. See, there yep. you
3: go. We're plugging you. you and Krista plug us. gave
0: me some CBD and it, it oil. It, the oil versus it's like totally different totally the way different. it hits you. Yep. yep. Housekeeping. The one I have is next episode, people, is listener stories. So if you have any stories you would like us to read on air, uh, real ones, please, no fake ones. But if you have any stories you would like us to read on air, please message them to us.
1: I feel like we already have quite the treasure trove. We have some, People have been sending them for a few months now. Yep. But keep sending them.
0: Yes, please keep sending them. Uh, If we have an excess, we will start to just incorporate them in episodes. Yep. But... I'm going to be reminding you guys on Facebook. Uh, Crystal will probably be reminding you guys on Instagram. Send us any personal stories, and the next episode will be listener stories. And then I believe you and I also have to do a 20-minute segment for yes. a special project mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. Looking at you.
1: Nice little collaboration. Yep.
0: Look, I don't know if should I should say and I'm not, not going to even say it because I don't know if we're supposed to say it yet. Okay. So it's going to be a secret, but there's going to be hush. a little collaboration. um Um, thank
1: you to everyone who's ordered t-shirts and mugs um i'm hoping to put a post on instagram with everybody with their merch i'm just getting permission from people because i don't want to just be posting people's photos on instagram but very exciting i'm out of mediums (laughs) are you (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's popular size i love my shirt yeah i love my
0: shirt um do we have any other housekeeping probably One of these days, I'm going to start using my notepad app on my phone to jot down things that pop in my head instead of being like, oh, no, I'll remember that.
1: I know. I'm like, should I look at my messages on Instagram and see if anybody said something I want? Oh, my phone doesn't recognize my face with a microphone in front of it. (laughs) Go figure. Or if I'm yawning, it doesn't like that either. But yeah, Um, definitely
0: listener stories is coming up. That's always like one of our more popular episodes. I -hmm. I do got to say
1: it is one of my my favorite favorite episodes.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, probably, but no, it eludes me
0: at the moment. Okay, then we will just jump into our taste test. Yes. Um, the
1: first one. I Actually, believe- should we have Devin taste? Oh, you can
0: taste the Idaho Spud. We made oh, Corey God. taste it yeah, last you time eat- too. It's good. It's t- it's, it tastes I like a, it was It's delicious. like an almond joy or a Mounds bar. Okay, I'm minus
2: I'm the almonds. You guys. Yeah. So when it says Idaho Spud, does that mean it's actually a potato? No, or? no. I think
1: it's supposed to look like a potato, and it did come from Idaho.
2: Oh wow. Yeah, that looks. She looks pretty. It looks like a Mounds bar. Huh.
1: Yeah, kind of.
0: I love coconut.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Mounds bar with like a milky. way. didn't we say it was like, a three, three with, yeah, three like a three Musketeers? Yeah, Three Musketeers, and chocolatey like a, kind of filling. A
1: Mounds bar or something.
2: It's definitely got, you know. Then I can see the Three Musketeers.
0: Yeah. It's really coconutty which I like because some things skimp on the coconut because coconuts kind of a love hate yep, you love, it love it or hate, it, or hate it. it thing. You approve? Oh. Out of 10?
2: Out of 10? I mean I mean I got to give it like a 7 to okay. be
0: honest. Okay. 7 is yeah. is acceptable. Yeah. This next one we got is from the box, the Norway box, I believe. Okay. I don't really
1: know. No, what this... you didn't take anything out of the Norway box. What was this, this box? That's the Norway box. I did take something oh, out of did. the Norway box. Okay. Yep. <laughs> we have, we <laughs> have three so boxes of goodies that yeah, we have. We so are much goodies, you guys, and we haven't
0: had anything yucky yet. Everybody's asking if we're going to try the pickle seltzer, and we're going to. Oh, I, I yeah, might, that I might good. just buy one. So if you've already sent one, let me know. Otherwise, I'll maybe buy one for the next episode. Yeah, if we
1: have anything in route. Uh,
0: this one is from the Norway box, okay. and it is. I don't know what it is, but it are is. Are they taped together? No, it's just one thing.
1: That means there's no hazelnuts Uh, or anything It's
0: also my nickname.
1: Oh, oh boy. I can't wait to see what this is. Oh, God. I'm ready. Here we go. Oh, no. Big Big Hunk. Hunk. Oh, God. That's actually... That's from Coleman. Oh, this is one that's from Coleman? Yeah, that's from Coleman.
0: Like, I don't know if it's meat or candy.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's meat candy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Maybe it's meat candy. Meat candy is my
2: username on some uh, (laughs) websites I go on. (laughs) Oh,
1: come on. I honestly don't
0: even know what to think about that.
1: (laughs) Uh just just for some background we've well kurt's known devin much longer than i have i've known him since
0: he was a little kid
1: i've known devin since well 15 years so yeah it's been a, it's was, been a while he was just a little kind of a little quiet guy sitting mm-hmm. in the back of a car when we went to st nasi and still yes. like um still one of walked the best around memories. yeah
2: yep. i loved that place i know we're going so to this talk is probably that.
1: really awkward for him to hear us making sexual <laughs> innuendo jokes.
0: What was sexual innuendo joke? The innuendos is
2: the
1: my meat
0: bread, candy? and butter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the meat candy. Okay, I think it's candy. I think it's like a.
1: I think it's gonna be like yeah, toffee. Don't you think? Yeah, I
0: think it's gonna be like big a chunk. like a big airhead. Oh,
1: it's low fat and gluten free, and it has.
0: I don't know if it could be meat. Two
1: hundred and thirty calories. So are we gonna split this like three ways? Yep. We
0: we'll figure it out. Honestly, kind of afraid. Ooh, to try a no, few ways. Ooh, okay, oh, no! I'm excited.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Oh, or some kind of nut. That's
2: what she said. <laughs> oh, some, I'm sorry.
0: There's some kind of Ugh. oh.
1: Okay, I just broke a piece off. I'm I got to see what nuts it. they are. Oh shoot! They look like pistachios to me, but I don't know that for sure.
2: It is kind of like a toffee, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, it smells really good. It's kind of like a nougat, hmm. actually. Interesting. Nougat. Let me take a picture. Got it oh,
2: I suppose. Yeah, you're allergic to, uh,
0: what is it again? Pecans, hazelnuts. Brazil nuts, and hazelnuts.
1: It smells Ooh. like nougat.
0: Yeah, kind of like a white chocolate like... kind of thing. Huh? It
1: smells like a payday. Oh, God. Yes, so does it, it, do- it totally like does smell like a payday. Oh, really?
0: Oh, oh I didn't expect that.
2: No.
1: It...
3: <laughs> you're
2: expecting taffy.
0: It's not taffy.
1: I can't... taffy. oh my God.
0: I think I pulled the tooth out. <laughs>
2: i dislocated my jaw <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: wow
1: i mean
0: is this is this like
1: it tastes is good sponsored but...
0: by the american dental association
1: right <laughs> i mean once you get chewing it's pretty yeah. good but
0: it's kind of like the mary janes where once you get sucking
2: on mm-hmm. them yep it is definitely going to take a while to get this one down oh my
1: god
3: it's good though
1: mm-hmm it's the flavor is really good. It's just, I mean, if you get, if if got if you've got cavities if I'm or fillings chewing or chewing
0: and it's not it's going like, away, I'm chewing. Like not... Any it's dental work?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might want to steer clear. If you done.
0: got braces,
1: it's like stuck to my thumb.
2: Like yeah. Oh my gosh, it's good. I mean, it tastes. good. I mean, it's.
1: I think it's really tasty. It tastes like a payday. Mm-hmm. But way more work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not gonna finish this because. Yeah. We don't have that kind of time. I
0: don't know if I'm going to finish this in my mouth by the end of the episode. (laughs) They make you work for it. Mm -hmm.
1: They really do. Maybe that's why it's called a payday.
0: I'm like sweating trying to chew this thing.
1: Okay. I
2: can't. Uh That was a lot.
1: Okay. I mean, I thought it was good. I give it like an eight for flavor, but I'm going to give it like a six for texture because it's just too hard. I'm going to give it a seven (laughs) overall. Okay. Yeah, what is that average? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I'm going with I don't know. I have to go with six. I mean, the taste is good, but the oh, text. Yeah. I mean, it's too. It's too. Hard. I'm a
1: big texture person, and this texture is just too. It's, it's too much work. Yeah, absolutely. I, could you imagine eating that whole it's thing? It's too busy. It's too busy. It's Too busy. Kurt's still chewing. probably oh, I, mean? I, I'm. It's
0: it's just not leaving. Like I can't. <laughs> I don't know what to do. You're gonna have to just swallow <laughs> it
1: eventually. <laughs>
0: Okay, onto our next. Oh, I'm spitting pieces of nut out. <laughs> onto, our, onto our next one. Okay. What box was this one from?
1: You tell me. This was Coleman.
0: Okay, this one was.
1: And if something came out of that box with the green paper, yep. that's Norway. No.
0: The, the other
1: box. Okay, that's Jen. That's okay, who sent you... us all the big okay. stuff last time. Okay, <laughs> we're so confused.
0: Wow. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Wow. <laughs> now we have. Sea salted and caramel beaver nuggets. <gasps> I'm gonna love those. Mm-hmm. We have beaver nuggets. I'm gonna. Actual I'm excited beavers? about the
1: beaver nuggets. Um,
0: uniquely delicious, light and crispy corn puffs covered with a decadent caramel and bold sea salt coating. They're baked, not fried.
1: We've gotten something like this from someone in the past, and they were amazing. They're addictive. Yeah, you ready? I'm ready. I, gotta take a awesome. picture. I got a they feeling that's that's
0: awesome. good. Uh, it's gonna be at least a nine. That's my Anything,
1: guess. I mean, they had me at sea salted caramel. My but jaw
0: hurts from that thing.
1: I know that was a lot of work. I
0: <laughs> you know, I kind of felt mine pop the first <laughs> first bite down. I, felt, you know? I think my crown is gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I want them all. Ooh. They look like little shrimp.
0: But they're like big beaver nuggets. They're they not
2: like small. <laughs> oh, I've had something like this before. So these are really good.
1: Yes.
3: I
0: mean, these can these cannot be bad. I know I've said that before and and regretted saying that, but these literally cannot be bad.
1: No, I agree. You ready?
0: I'm ready. Oh. Mm. Mm.
3: Mm. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like caramel corn,
0: oh. but like really, mm. really coated,
1: like mm-hmm. heavily coated caramel mm-hmm. corn.
2: It's like one of those sweet Cheetos they used to sell. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: These are so good. Absolutely. Can I'm I give, give them-, them 11?
0: <laughs> if you want, we've given stuff 11. I'm going to give it a 9.
1: And they're just the right amount of salty.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: It's I feel so like they could good. be saltier. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my God. Those are really good.
1: They're
0: really good. I think Ronda's going to claim the rest of the beaver nuggets. Oh, yours. You seem to really enjoy them.
2: Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> more
0: i'm done <laughs> crystal's like a sucker for anything sea salt caramel
1: mm-hmm.
0: and chocolate and chocolate <laughs> if
1: these were like also coated in chocolate i'd have to like excuse myself for a moment i probably would
3: that
1: was delicious that thank was you really jen good. thank you coleman
0: thank you guys be I've I never pronounced her name right. I think she did tell we me. We didn't grab anything
1: from Norway yeah,
0: today. We, oh, did we?
1: No. Okay. Wow, we're really confused about what boxes well, yeah. these came from. No, that we're was definitely have to, like, from write, Coleman. We should
0: write on there where they're from, even though they already Well, have I just on know that box
1: is Norway because it's still loaded with tons of stuff.
0: When the zombies come, we're coming down here because we can subsist yeah. off this for years.
1: Although I did drink all the coffee that was down here.
0: Oh, <laughs> but we also have our ceremonial, ceremonial. package opening dagger. Yes.
1: I didn't have to use that today.
0: Okay, are we ready? We're ready. All good. Since Devin is here today, we are going to be talking about UFOs. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. What the heck is that supposed to <laughs> be? Devin's like, <"Huh?" laughs> We are going to be revisiting, because I think we did an episode on this. We're going to be revisiting and doing a deep dive on that nasty ombre that shows up to a lot of people, the hat man. And it's weird. It is weird. This one is bizarre. I... I rented the documentary Hatman uh, documented cases of pure evil and watched that. It, it cost me like four bucks. On Prime? Yes. Okay. It was on Prime. They had the HD version and the not-so-HD version, so I got the not-so-HD <laughs> version, but it was still good. It was good. Yeah.
2: yeah. I don't know. Um. I mean, I remember it being a... I don't know if it was, I was mixing it up with like the Black-Eyed Kid one, but I mean, I noticed it was a little off from what, I mean, what I've experienced. But... Yeah,
0: it's... uh.
1: Well, I know I watched a documentary on sleep paralysis, and it seemed to be very much the same style, and I remember thinking, this is not what my experience has been with sleep paralysis. No, but we're but... going to
0: get into the sleep paralysis part of it, mm. because Devin and I were talking about that on the way down here.
2: Yeah, I feel like we went through the entire life. <laughs> yeah, we <just> talked <laughs> about yeah.
0: theories, talked about everything. Um, So, I'm just going to jump in. We're going to start with this article. It's from an October 30th, 2018 article on Quartz.com called, quote, Why Everyone Around the World is Having the Same Nightmare. The article says, quote, The first time Tim Brown saw the hat man, he was 14 years old and curled up in his bed in Nashville, Tennessee. He was dozing with the only light in the room coming from the flicker of late night television. As he drifted off to sleep, a sound from the television shook him back awake. And that's when he saw him, the dark figure of a man, as featureless as the shadows where he stood. He was tall. He wore a broad-brimmed hat and a trench coat. He didn't say a word. He didn't need to. The fear sucked the breath from Brown's chest, rendering him mute and immobile. The man lingered just outside the frame of Brown's bedroom door, flickering in the shadows between the hallway and his grandmother's room. Finally, as if breaking a spell cast over him, Brown threw himself from his bed screaming and ran into the hallway for a fight, but the man was gone. Still haunted by the vision more than a decade later, in 2008, Brown posted his story on a blog he called The Hatman Project and encouraged others to share as well. He also scoured the internet and found more posts on forums and blogs describing similar encounters. The global anthology of Hatman stories has only grown since. The shape of the frightening figure occasionally varies, but the way he makes his victims feel never does, utterly paralyzed with terror and breathless as if fear had frozen them from the inside out. The Hatman has been the subject of documentaries and seems to have inspired one of the more chilling ghosts in the Netflix horror show The Haunting of Hill House, which I still have not watched. That's good. Otherwise, sober-minded people report having woken from their dreams to see the figure some dismiss him as a bad dream or a neurological quirk others feel in his presence something much more sinister and otherworldly but if the hat man is just a nightmare how did the whole world start having the same bad dream at once so that's kind of the hat man in a nutshell Mm -hmm. like he appears to people Devin has had run-ins with this creature so pretty
2: much my entire life pretty much his
0: entire life um so if you want to jump in and just talk about your stories you had with the Hatman, uh, definitely feel free.
2: Yeah, there's a lot, so I don't know. If you want me to do it all at once or just kind of in parts.
0: If you want to do it in parts, that's fine.
2: I mean, I mean, the original was probably the worst one.
0: That was when you were a kid. That's that, back when...
2: That's the one that kind of caused all my issues. Because,
0: because Mark and Rhonda would tell me about that,
1: mm-hmm. about how... You wouldn't sleep in your bed. Yeah. I remember that. Four oh.
2: years. Four years, I slept on my parents' floor on a sleeping bag because... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was maybe eight years old, nine years old, reading, a uh, well, looking at pictures in a Disney book. I can tell you the exact book. We probably still have it. But uh, lights, all the lights were on, hallway, everything, my room, uh, and I look up and over to my doorway and I actually see this thing actively walking out of my room, uh, out of the bathroom next to my room, I should say. And it just stood in my doorway. It was super tall, had all the classic features, the trench coat, the top hat. And uh, I don't even really remember how I got out of the room. I just remember somehow getting past it and running, screaming into my sister's room just on the other side of the hall. And ever since that day, I mean, it took me four years to even sleep in my room again. I didn't even go in my room. At all? No, you were. You were. You mm-hmm. just didn't even want to go in there to grab something. Right. And I don't know why. I mean, they didn't believe me for a while there. You know, like... Which is
1: interesting because they're paranormal investigators. So, <laughs> and
2: I think it's because that we were kind of around that our entire lives. Yeah,
0: but but the, like that... it's like with my apartment with with Natalie when Natalie noticed mm-hmm. stuff starting to happen, I like pish posh her. I'm like, no, I'm a I'm a ghost I hunter. Would know if if this there was, was something, haunted, yeah. and then all of a sudden I hear the voice one night. So yeah. I think because because we do that, we're predisposed to think that there's nothing here.
2: Because we would notice. We would notice. Yeah, yeah. but and that's the thing. It doesn't. It only appears. I mean to certain people you know i mean it i mean in my research i mean i'm let you go into that but i mean it does really only appear to certain people me and my sister have been dealing with it we've even
0: had shared experiences with it so i mean and that's one thing that i've stumbled across a lot in reading these stories and researching them is there's a lot of shared experiences and a lot of of experiences where it stays with you throughout your life mm -hmm. that if if you see it when you're a child it'll probably pop up again when you're older. Yeah, I've seen it this past week too. I mean, with everything
2: that's happened, I mean, I've been seeing it out of the corner of my eye everywhere I go, even at work, you know?
1: So when in this first experience, when it walked out of the bathroom, what did it like stop in your doorway and look at you, or what it What just, did it do?
2: It just stood in my doorway. Okay. It walked out of the bathroom and just kind of stood in my doorway. It was huge, by the way.
1: Like blocking your whole doorway kind of thing?
2: Like, I mean, the hat, you could see... Make, make out a hat but it was over the top of the doorway doorway.
0: and and the thing that's weird with that is like in a lot of these it involves the doorway like him peering around Mm -hmm. the door at you and that's Mm -hmm. what happened to me with that green thing that i saw in my bedroom when i was a kid that was almost like a hat man encounter Mm -hmm. but it wasn't the hat man because it was green and like i said it had like the skull-like face and it had that weird body where it was like the where you could see like the muscular structure Mm -hmm. so it was there was no hat it was just Just like a ghostly looking thing, but it 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 followed a lot of what Mm -hmm. the the Hat Man, the hallmarks, the hallmarks of the Hat Man.
2: Definitely validated things for me going through that research, finding out that they actually hang out in doorways a lot of times. So I mean, a lot of these things that I didn't even realize growing up, I'm finding out about this thing. I mean, I me and my sister both did a lot of research because we wanted to know what we were dealing with. You know, so I mean, it's crazy. It's just it's bizarre. Yeah, and it's hard to tell people because I mean, yeah, people are gonna think you're crazy for seeing it. Well, yeah, right.
0: That's why, you know, but I, I guess I just never cared if people thought, because yeah. I told a lot of people about mm-hmm. the thing I saw, when or the thing in my apartment.
1: I also think sometimes when you tell stories like that, you realize you're not alone in having at least paranormal well, especially experiences. Especially with hat, man. Like, Everybody, it's so yeah, and,
0: weird how many people, this happens to them, yes. and they don't even realize it's a thing until a they, thing. Right. they research it, and then all of a sudden they are mm-hmm. like, holy cow, people all over the world see this thing.
2: Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's one of those things, I mean, it changes you. I and mean, you can feel yeah. the fear. When yep. you, it, I mean, every time we saw it, I mean, that house wasn't wasn't good, and I don't think anyone but me and my sister really realized that.
1: So. Hmm. I remember a story your mom told in that house about you. Yeah, she was sitting downstairs. I think maybe Britt was there with her. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's. She saw you come down the stairs and then go back up the stairs?
2: Actually, you know, uh, uh, she saw me re- go into the kitchen and just kind of, okay. I never really yes. came she back. She asked if
1: you were hungry or something like that, but Britt's like, yeah. she, Devin didn't come down here. He's not down here. Yeah.
2: And she had come upstairs and uh, found me in my room playing video games like I normally do. That's so <laughs>
0: weird. So it was like something that looked like you that went
2: into well, the...
1: Did it look like you or did she just assume it was you? She swears it was me. So she it looked like you. Mm, that's, that's creepy. It's like <laughs> a creepy really doppelganger creepy. situation. Hmm.
2: Which I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe that's Maybe all that's the same. that's hat entity. man yeah. shape shifting. I mean, I mean, I've always, I mean, I have a theory where they I mean they are like, mm-hmm. you know, what are those called? Like doppelganger.
0: Doppelgangers. Uh, they can be. They can put whatever form they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh this is still from that Quartz article. It's it, like This is kind of a description of what, what it is. It says, It's a very distinctively shaped figure that looks like a tall, sometimes unusually tall, male shadow wearing a wide-brimmed hat in a trench coat or a cloak. Sometimes the hat man stands in the corner of their room at night or it's seen standing over them watching them as they are sleeping. Some witnesses say that they see red glowing eyes on the figure. Some people say the figure tries to attack them, scares them, or holds them down as they are in bed paralyzing them. The Hatman sometimes carries a gold pocket watch that he'll occasionally look at which suggests that he's sticking around just long enough to be curious about the time. Some people report that the Hatman is watching and this one this one pops up a lot and this one really really creeps me out. Some people report that either the Hatman is watching them using a mirror in the bedroom or he is watching them from the mirror in the bedroom. I like mirrors. I don't like mm. mirrors. Mirrors weird me out. And there's a, of, me there's a lot of there's a lot of tie-ins with the Hat Man and mirrors.
1: Well, and mm. the paranormal and yeah. mirrors.
0: The Hat Man has also been reported to make himself visible to multiple generations of the same family, or to a witness's friends and family. And before we go farther, I just want to—I told Devin about this on the way down here. But you know, when I was when I started looking into this, which was actually weeks ago, because I've kind of been doing this here and there. You know, with school, it hasn't been super easy. But I've been uh, researching this here and there for, I want to say, maybe three or four weeks. So it's been a while. But I've had two weird things happen where I watched an interview with Rosemary Ellen Guiley, Mm -hmm. who is like kind of one of the foremost researchers Mm -hmm. slash theorists looking into this stuff. And one of her quotes on there is that when you start looking into the hat man, the hat man starts looking into you.
1: That's a creepy thought. It's a
0: super creepy thought. But I... uh, There was one day, I want to say it was two or three weeks ago, and I was leaving work three o'clock in the afternoon, school was done. I walked out of the back door of school and was walking to the back parking lot where my car is, and like 700 feet away, there's a road that runs along the school. So I walk out and I'm looking, and at the bottom of one of the driveways, it looked like a tall person wearing a suit just watching me. I didn't see a hat. I don't remember. I don't remember if there was a hat. But it was just like out of place and bizarre that it looked like somebody wearing a gray suit just standing down at the bottom of the driveway watching me as I walked out. And I was, at the time, I was like, that's weird. And I looked down. I went and fumbled and got my keys out of my lunch bag, which, you know, how klutzy I am. It took me a little while, maybe 10, 15 seconds. And when I looked up, the thing was gone. And it could have just been somebody getting picked up. There could have been a car that picked the person up, but it was weird. It like stood out to me that that was really weird. It was just, it's one of those things that when it's happening at the time, it just feels bizarre. Yeah. And then. Out of place. The night before last, uh, I don't sleep well. We know that. I, I woke up at one point in the middle of the night and I rolled over. So I was facing the side of the room. The window was on and I rolled over and I heard what, the only way I can describe it is that it was like a mechanical chuckle and it was really weird it, and it and it was weird that my first it was like immediate fear like, like a shock through my body, like an immediate fear.
1: And you were awake. Yes. You weren't coming out of No, sleep. I was awake. Okay. I was
0: awake because I had rolled over. I looked what time it was. I might have even gotten a drink of water. And I rolled back over and just shut my eyes when I heard this. And that's the only way I can describe it is that it's a weird mechanical chuckle.
2: That kind of happened a lot at the old house too. Whenever we'd be falling asleep or you know just laying down first, I mean, yeah. you'd always hear a whisper in your ear. A lot of times it would be our names so, and Brittany had it happen to her too. Hmm. Yeah, so, and the
0: thing is like I noticed the next morning I forgot to shut my window. I usually close my window most of the way at night, but it was open like halfway. So I would rationalize it away as being like maybe somebody on a motorcycle, like revving their motorcycle at one or two in the morning could or whatever. It
1: a bird or a squirrel. They make weird noises. Yeah. But yeah.
0: So it could have been, I don't know. but it was, it didn't sound like anything that I have ever heard mm-hmm. that I could place as a, a machine, but it was, it was like a chuckle. Like if you did a chuckle with like a mechanical thing, it was <laughs> weird. Those are the two things that... Because I was wondering, like, I'm really looking into this stuff. Is something going to start, like, happening now?
2: And that's the thing. I don't think it's just the visuals. I think it is the other experiences, too. I, know, I think he can actually do stuff, not just yeah. scare you by showing up in your one room. One of the...
0: And this was on one of the podcasts, so I can't... I don't remember which podcast I listened to, and I don't remember anything about this story. But this story, it was, like, light out, and I was driving to school, and I heard this story, and I was like, ugh. But it was... uh this woman would see a shadow person or the hat man like hanging out in her doorway a lot. And one night she was in bed and she was facing away from the door and she felt something like pressure on the bed, like something got into the bed with her. And she said it was like somebody laid down next to her in bed. And she said, the weird thing was that it was like they were fidgeting, like they couldn't get comfortable, like they were rolling around, like they couldn't get comfortable and finally, it stopped, and this thing put its arm on her, and it said she screamed, and then the thing screamed back at her. Oh no! <laughs> Which no. totally. That's how is that totally the
1: enough. creepiest part? <laughs> so that totally
0: was like, yeah. So that that freaked me out. And, oh, and that just gave me the chills. Yeah, there was the thing screaming back at her that yeah. freaked me out.
1: All the stuff leading up to it, I was like, eh, I've had I've had those sensations in yeah. sleep paralysis, <laughs> but, but <laughs> the
0: thing screaming back oh, at my her. God. So yeah, it was like, like I said, it was like early in the morning, sun was up and I was like, oh my God, now I'm creeped out. Wow. Listen to that in my car. Um,
1: You're so vulnerable when you're in your bed, you know?
0: Yeah. But uh, the chuckle thing was weird. I'm just going to assume it was something outside my window or something. Is that
1: the first unexplained thing that's happened in that apartment?
0: Yes, except like maybe 5 6 months ago I rolled over the other way and thought I saw somebody standing by my bed and then I like turned my light on there was nothing there. But it wasn't really a super scary thing, but that was like one of the only things.
1: Sometimes when you first wake up though, Yeah, shadow, so that one I totally discounted. That stuff. one I yeah. have totally
0: discounted. But the the chuckle thing was weird. Hmm. Yeah. I it's, mean,
1: that's creepy.
2: They yeah. are thought of as observers. Yeah, so and that,
0: that's the thing. I mean,
2: it, yeah. I lost my train of thought, but yeah, they are thought of as observers. So, I mean, it's very possible that he, they're just trying to make it known to you that they're present. Yeah,
0: and that, that's you the know. thing is that they, they want you to know they're there and they want you to be afraid. Um, here, this is from an article from Mysterious Universe, which is awesome, uh, from Nick Redfern, an author that I really, really like. It's from December 12, 2014 article called Beware the Hat Man says quote many of the encounters occur while the victim is in a a distinct altered state that of sleeping nightmarish accounts of terrifying visitations in the early hours of the morning from the hat man abound in pages of heidi's book the heidi is heidi hollis and she is one of the people that kind of started the whole shadow man shadow person phenomena she kind of got the ball rolling on that
1: like coined the like coined the term
0: yeah so that's who heidi is um None of these encounters are positive. All of them are negative. The Hat Man appears to be attracted to or provokes, maybe even both, bad luck, misfortune, ill health, and even death. Soul-stealing may be one of the calling cards of the horror in the Hat. What makes the Hat Man so difficult to pin down in terms of what he is and what he represents is that he appears in numerous situations. Those who have dabbled with Ouija boards have received ominous visits, as have alien abductees who have reported seeing the Hat Man in connection with the so-called Greys and Mantis-type aliens. People whose lives have taken bad turns find themselves plagued by the Hat Man. Even more ominous, the Hatman appears to be attracted to certain families. Several generations will report sightings of this grim and devious thing. And if that was not enough, Heidi tells of how the Hat Man intruded upon her very own life. Friends and family then started reporting strange Hatman experiences. As Heidi's research progressed, so did what appeared to be an uncanny awareness on the part of the Hat Man that Heidi was tracking him down. This is something I personally experience on a number of occasions. When we look for these entities, something appears to alert them to what we're doing. Heidi also notes that more than a few witnesses to the hat man have had prophetic dreams and nightmares of a dark and apocalyptic future involving nuclear war.
2: That actually... Really? I, uh, especially during around the time afterwards, the, the after the first time, I uh, I would get these really bad night terrors. I, my parent, I would be like, shake, like, thrashing around in my sleep and my parents were not able to wake me up i don't remember anything i just remember it was something bad that would happen to my family Hmm. so that's
0: just weird
1: i do think and i'm always gonna i always make these comments but i remember having dreams like that as a kid too i think that's common for kids to have apocalyptic dreams or dreams where something happens to their family yeah and it's
2: weird. I mean I I can't remember anything about it. I mean I it, i remember like stars and my dad and that's it. But I remember it was bad, you know, like yeah. So
0: that's just that's just weird. Like I I I'll get to it.
1: <laughs> like, you I just curted yourself. I just don't know
0: what this is. Um I'm gonna read a couple Reddit stories. There are Hatman stories all over the internet on Reddit. A lot the thing is though a lot of them are the same. I was sleeping, I woke up, I mm-hmm. saw this hat like this man wearing a hat in my room, and it creeped me out. And a lot of them are like that. So I'm just gonna read like two random stories I got off Reddit. First one is from Reddit user Aria153. She says, quote, I think it's a she. I experienced the hat man in normal everyday waking life. I was taking the trash out once at 3 a.m. and I had my eyes to the ground so I could see what I was doing because it was dark and I went to lift the trash can lid to throw the trash bag away. I stopped in my tracks because I almost bumped into this figure. He was almost 8 feet tall and he clearly had a cape and a brimmed hat on. He was way darker than the darkness around us. He was walking east while I was walking north. I I just kept my eyes on him until he slowly faded off into the rest of my backyard. The weird thing is he wasn't bobbing up and down when he was walking. He was just gliding. Soon after this experience, my dog died. I heard people say that bad things happen when they encounter him in waking life. My dog died getting stuck in a car in our backyard, which was exactly parked in the distance that he walked off to. I don't even know how she got in there. It's very odd, but it wasn't in dreams that I saw him. It was in real life. Reddit user...
1: Almost like a grim reaper scenario. Yeah. yeah. Hmm.
0: Reddit user Meg Ryan twenty twenty. I don't think it's the Meg Ryan. <laughs> says uh, quote. I always referred to the hat man I saw as a kid as a shadow person because I didn't realize that shadow people didn't all have the hats on. But I just found out yesterday on another subreddit that has its own name. Lol. I saw him quite a lot around my house when I was little. I would be on the floor reading a book and see him in my peripheral vision. And when I would look, he slid away out of sight or ran away really quickly. Or there were times when I would be in bed with my bedroom door open and I would see him standing down the hallway staring at me. Anyway, we had a weird incident where my dad was out working and my mom had gone to bed. It was really late at night. I was downstairs and I turned off the TV and headed upstairs to bed. We had a bathroom right at the top of the stairs and I saw a man in there in the dark, except he was real. This guy had some type of weird goggles on him that I'm assuming was night vision. He saw me, and then he put a finger to his lips to basically tell me not to scream.
1: That's a weird feature. I, I know. <laughs>
0: That's really creepy.
1: Are you sure you just didn't have an intruder in your house?
0: <laughs> I, I ran to my bedroom and was terrified. Since I could see the top of the stairs from my bed, I peeked out, and I saw this man slink down the stairs. Eventually, my dad got home really late, and the next morning, he asked us why the front door was left open. It had been closed when I went up to bed. Since I saw the guy who was in the house, my dad took me to the police station to make to to tell them and make a report. He didn't take anything or do anything besides just creeping around in my house in the dark as far as we know. Since I'm mentioning the guy, I thought I might as well tell the police about the hat man I see too. The police did not really want to pursue anything farther after that. They dismissed the whole actual man in my house situation. My dad didn't make me feel like I was imagining things, but he didn't argue with the police not caring, so I think he did question if I had actually seen what I said I did. We still couldn't explain the window or door though weird because i didn't hear a thing when i was watching tv and i was all alone my mom and siblings were sleeping at the time so this guy could have done whatever he wanted to me a couple weeks later my dad was in the kitchen and out of the corner of his eye he saw the hat man since i had just recently reported seeing someone in the house he thought that this guy had broken in again hat man was initially standing on one end of the kitchen but ran quotation mark around the corner into the living room when my dad saw him my dad ran to follow it and was completely bewildered because nobody was there Our house growing up was always really messy. Toys and papers were all over the floor at times, and my dad was weirded out that the thing he saw running made no noise at all when it went into the living room. It would have definitely stepped on things and made noise. He believed me after that, but I actually did not see the hat man anymore after my dad saw him. This was the 90s, and I was just a kid, like second grade. I didn't have any resources to try to figure out what this shadow man with a hat actually was, and I didn't learn about shadow people until I was an
1: adult it's i think some they had an intruder in their house i don't know a man wearing night goggle night vision and then i don't feel like I, I don't,
0: feel like, I don't feel like that was a real person i don't i feel like that's weird
2: i'm
1: 50/50 on
0: it yeah and and i feel she, like she's having
1: catman she experiences which have helped but then
0: the dad saw the hat man.
1: yeah that i believe those Things were happening. I just think there was an actual intruder in her house. I don't. I think in. that was
0: something to do with that. I really do. I but, don't think that was an somebody night goggles in their house. Creepy. Yeah. Dude, I don't. I, there I, are
1: creepy people out there. There are, or, but
0: I feel like it's tied she in. She may the,
1: have almost been abducted. <laughs> I feel like it's tied in
0: with the Hat Man situation because the Hat Man, the dad saw the Hat. I man.
1: mean, maybe the Hat Man makes people more attractive to predators mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, and, then,
0: and then we get back into what we talked about in that one episode of Missing Four One One, where they talk about stealth technology. Mm. Is the Hat Man maybe some kind of weird stealth technology that the like government the hat- is trying? Why out? would
1: the Hat Man need night vision goggles, though?
0: I don't know. Yeah, that, that that part kind of... But she said it was Add just like weird me. goggles. So I don't know. Hmm. I just, I thought that story was fascinating. Yeah, no, but absolutely. most of them are the run of the mill. A lot of them are, I think you had one like this too, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of them are, I saw him out my window when I was wide awake oh, standing under... Yeah, yeah. standing oh, You and Brittany, is that, that
1: the one you the both one? saw? There's okay. a lot of
0: people like seeing it standing under a streetlight. There's ones where people say yeah. that they just happen to walk past their window at like... Three in the afternoon, and like standing under street light is some weird shadow figure wearing a hat, just like looking at the person looking out the window. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's the crazy thing about reading all these accounts is how many of these things actually kind of happened to me and my sister. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's a lot in common with all of these with what happened to you. The window uh, was nine feet off the
2: ground, so this, and we saw it at shoulder height pass right by just the shoulder and the top hat and the head just.
0: When did that happen? Was that a recent one? That was... No, that was
2: probably... at the old house. It was at the old house. Uh, I don't know if you remember the island, the kitchen island, looking into my parents' room. It Mm -hmm. was out the the window by the closet there. uh, So into the backyard? Yeah. Yeah. But it was nine feet tall. Uh, My sister actually, at a different point, saw it out that same window, standing across the fence in my neighbor's yard. So, I mean, her actually—it's creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy. Uh, we were—I actually saw the eyes too, and that's, that's uh, some actually, people
0: do, and some people don't, and actually, that's what's weird.
2: And that's something I have—that's something I haven't told many people. Yeah. Is we were playing hide and seek one day, and you know our old garage before we yes. got the new one. Yes, it was completely pitch black in there, but there were these two like yellow eyes staring yellow. at yeah. me. Okay. They were yellow. Yeah.
0: Some people see its eyes, and some people don't. And
2: well,
1: it so, sounds like sometimes you do, and sometimes you don't. Yeah. Do you think it's a different entity sometimes, or the same one just taking different forms? Well,
0: I, I mean, you guys
2: know me and my sister. I mean, all, I mean, we we consider ourselves empaths. I mean, mm-hmm. and sensitives. And I I don't know. I think with anything sensitive, I think you get more entities attracted to you yeah. because
0: they know you can sense them. I'm honestly surprised that I didn't have more stuff like looking mm. into this. You know
1: what so, I mean? I, mean,
2: I could, had a couple but weird note things. Note to but...
1: self, don't research the hat man, Krista. <laughs> we yeah. all know there's no danger of that happening.
2: <laughs> 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 don't sell yourself too
1: short.
0: Uh, we're going to jump into theories. Okay. All right. First theory, the one that always pops up. Sleep paralysis. No? One of our... Little bugbears that shows up in all of our stuff. Uh-oh. Sleep paralysis. Okay. <laughs> That's always a thing. And again, this is during the rapid eye movement or rem stage of sleep. The muscles relax to the point where they become immobilized, probably to keep us from violently acting out our dreams when we sleep. And they always talk mm-hmm. about how like a dog runs in its sleep. Mm-hmm. Like imagine mm-hmm. us running in our sleep if if we were dreaming of running. This is also the stage of the most intense dreams. People who experience sleep paralysis have essentially woken up before they've stopped dreaming. It's an incredibly common sleep problem. An estimated 8% of people experience it regularly, and some estimates have placed the number of people who have had it at least once in their life as high as 40%. That's crazy. I'm so Mm -hmm. glad I've never had it. I hate it. Yeah, that would terrify me. It's very terrifying. Many who experience sleep paralysis also experience hypnagogic, I think it's Hypnagogic. hypnagogic, hallucinations. Vivid images perceived in a transition from wakefulness to sleep or the other way around. Spiders or insects crawling up the walls is a particularly common vision, according to Alan Evidan, a professor of neurology at the University of California, Los Angeles, and director of the UCLA Sleep Disorders Center. So are human-shaped figures. These episodes are often accompanied by a profound sense of fear and anxiety in the sense that something is trying to harm the sleeper. Evidan says, quote, what they're seeing is very real to them, and they're reacting to this image in a way that seems to be similar across individuals, across cultures, and across geographies.
2: Well, see, I mean, that one's kind of tough for me to buy because my experiences were all when i was a wide lot away. of a lot
0: of experience yeah. not i would say i would say the majority of the the, the hat man experiences are when a person is sleeping or just wakes up but a lot of them are when the person is awake so mm-hmm. uh and you know this goes back to the old hag thing mm-hmm. you know back a lot of people when they have sleep paralysis like picture an old hag standing on their or sitting on their chest uh, so they can't breathe and like trying to choke them i've never had that no but the old hags old hag syndrome is a thing so then the mm-hmm. question is did that become the hat man i mean are people
1: well i have seen a person standing in the doorway or mm-hmm. a person standing at the end of my bed mm-hmm. always a man always a i can't see any details there's never been a hat involved yeah i've had i've been touched i've had something scream in my ear actually which is funny I i had forgotten about that um but I've never had a hat man experience. And I I personally have always felt mine are not paranormal. It feels like it in the moment. Yeah. You feel like you are being visited by something otherworldly and it's terrifying and your heart is pounding. And
2: I was going to say, welcome to the club. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so terrifying. But I... It, To me, it's sleep paralysis. There's a scientific explanation for it. So I don't think I've been visited by ghosts in my sleep.
0: Uh, Going back to that Quartz article, that article says, quote, Christopher French, a a psychology professor at Goldsmiths, University of London, thinks something very similar is happening with sleep paralysis and the hat man. In sleep paralysis, French says, quote, you're in this weird kind of hybrid state, a mix of normal waking consciousness and dream consciousness. You know you can't move. You can see that you're in your bedroom, so it feels very, very real. He also says, "When I sat and thought about the hat man, the thing that comes to my mind was Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street." Hmm. He continued, "This notion that you can be attacked when you're asleep, that's when you're vulnerable, and of course, Freddy Krueger wears a hat. The horror film Nightmare on Elm Street came out in 1984. In it, a terrifying man in a broad-brimmed hat attacks victims in their sleep. Freddy Krueger's distinctive silhouette became an iconic symbol of fear for our generation." It's possible that Krueger has infiltrated some of our nightmares, and that by sharing our stories on the internet, we are creating the stuff of other people's nightmares too. So they're saying that what people used to perceive as the old hag now people are perceiving it as the shadow man because yeah, of the collective the consciousness of yeah the hat man of the collective consciousness of people seeing the nightmare in Elm Street movies. So I mean, kind of like a Tulpa kind it, of situation? kind of like a Tulpa, but what what it, what what there's what they're suggesting it is is that people who you know like back in the day people would see the the old hag Mm -hmm. and in more recent times people are seeing the 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 hat man because people have this ingrained image of freddy krueger's movies where he's trying to kill people in their sleep so they're saying Mm -hmm. that the it's it's just sleep paralysis, but your mind is making it be something, and now it's changed from this old hag to being like a Freddy Krueger type creature. So that's more modern because that's more modern. Mm-hmm.
1: So, like the Slender Man might be the next thing that. people But but start what seeing. about
0: my sixth grader that's that told me when I talked about being a ghost hunter that he right. saw a person in his room that that had a cloak on and a hat. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's Sounds like, like, a, like lot a, people, a lot of people, a lot of people that
1: seen the hat man too. probably have
0: never seen the the nightmare on elm street movies
1: and freddy krueger wore was it more like a bolo hat what did it ha- what it, it wasn't a top hat it wasn't by a top any hat. means and some people see a top some people hat. see some a people top see hat a some people see a bolo hat, hat. Some, people some people see, see a fedora. cowboy hat yeah, yeah some people see a cowboy hat so it's not even the same hat no. Some people see a cloak some people don't see yeah. a yeah so
0: why is there this assuming it is sleep paralysis why do you see the hat that's just weird. I mean yeah. you know, Devin and I talked about this I on always the way picture down there. The Jeeper, yeah, a lot of they brought that up in a lot <laughs> of the podcasts I listened to also.
2: I mean it was kind of creepy art. My I mean mine at least was it was like an Abe Lincoln like style. Yeah, top hat, and, so. and, and like I've seen people report that. Yeah. Uh,
0: before I forget, because I was gonna mention it earlier, I wanna say that I listened to a couple podcasts about this and one that I listened to that was really, really good was of course Xander and Stone. Xander and Stone did a, a podcast about shadow people. So I listened to that one, and I also came across a podcast that I really liked called "Weird, Obscure, and Possibly Unsafe." It's a it was a podcast that reminded me a lot of you and I. It was mm-hmm. it was a a man and woman doing it, and uh, I really liked their podcast. It was a really good podcast, so I'm giving them a shout out. But I'll, these podcasts all talked about this stuff that it's like the Jeepers Creepers guy, mm-hmm. or like Freddy Krueger. A lot of a lot of. Uh, a lot of similarities with Nightmare on Elm Street, but Devin and I talked about this on the way down here. I'm going to poo-poo the sleep paralysis because so no. many people see this thing wide awake when they're awake. But mm-hmm. then that, that leads to the question, is this something that comes to you, assuming it's some kind of creature? Does it come to you through sleep paralysis and then you somehow manage to like manifest it into reality? I mean, it could, which been, is a frightening you know, thought. It could have mm-hmm. been a product yeah. of my yep.
2: night terrors and stuff.
0: So, I mean, yeah, I mean, because then you get into tulpa and and like f- mentally creating some. Do you want to explain of, what a tulpa is? A tulpa is listeners? when you, um, like, believe something basically into reality. It's
2: yeah. basically um, a mass population. Yeah, uh, collectively believing in. a like cryptid,
3: you know, yeah. like Slender Man. Yeah, and um, that's
0: the Slender Man pops up with that because yeah. there's people that legitimately think Slender Man is a real thing now because so many people know about it and are afraid of it that they actually manifest it into reality. Yeah.
2: Like it. it be, it's like a creature that feeds on attention. Mm-hmm. So it takes on the image of, you know, something that people are actively believing in.
0: Yeah. So,
1: well, that there was an experiment done. Yeah, the Philip experiment the Philip where the, experiment, this group yeah. of
0: ghost hunters. Like made a really intricate backstory of this supposed ghost that they wanted to manifest, Manifest, and they did. They 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 got activity because they believed in this and created it so much, which is a frightening thought. And that's mm -hmm. the thing. They literally created a ghost. If Mm -hmm. if you have sleep paralysis and you see this thing (laughs) and you're so afraid of this thing that you experience in sleep paralysis that you actually make it come to life, Hmm. which is a a disturbing thought. thought. But that will get us to our next theory which is a strange Freddy Krueger-like creature. So the strange Freddy Krueger-like thing comes from, and this uh, showed up in a lot of uh, podcasts that I listened to. Back to that Quartz article, it says, quote, "...in four years spanning the late 1970s and early 1980s, 18 seemingly healthy Hmong men living in the United States perished suddenly in their sleep. Almost 100 more deaths followed in the next decade before it tapered off." Doctors ascribe the deaths to a condition with the alarming name of Sudden Unexpected Nocturnal Death Syndrome, or SUNS. In the years since, researchers have theorized that many SUNS deaths are caused by Bruganda Syndrome, a genetic condition more common in people of Southeast Asian descent that causes irregular heartbeats and increases the risk of sudden death. But in the Philippines, Thailand, and Laos, and other places where such deaths were slightly more common, SUNS has a different name that often translated as some variation of Nightmare Death Syndrome. This name suggested that it was the dream itself that killed people, a sort of real-life version of Nightmare on Elm Street, the horror flick in which people were murdered in their dreams by the blade-fingered Freddy Krueger. And if you died in your dreams, you died in real life too. In an effort to understand Hmong interpretations of these deaths, Adler, I don't know who that is, interviewed Hmong refugees living in Stockton, California. When asked about common nightmares, men and women described a figure called Dacho, an evil spirit that visited sleepers at night, pressed upon their chests, and attempted to smother them as they slept. Almost all the interviewees were familiar with Dacho; 58% having reported been visited by the nightmare creature themselves. Hmm. So that was where the inspiration for Nightmare and Elm Street came from. That, that uh, uh, what was his name? Wes Craven? Wes Craven saw... An article about these these mong men dying in their sleep, and that that started the Nightmare on Elm Street thing.
1: That's funny because there's like a an urban legend going around that it was inspired by an actual child murderer.
2: Oh, really? No, I heard that too. Actually. No, because I
1: not I, true. I heard obviously.
0: that this was where he got the inspiration from, mm. was these men dying in their like dying from their nightmares, and that made him think of of creating Freddy mm. Krueger.
2: Well, it's good you cleared that up, at least.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't that. know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I buy that. That there's like a Freddy Krueger type yeah. creature that does that.
1: Mm-mm. It sounds like a yeah an unfortunate medical yeah. condition.
0: Yeah. Uh, another theory is a demonic slash otherworldly creature that feeds off of fear.
1: I can buy that. This is where, That's we where get, my mind goes, and I
0: knew at some point we were going to talk about this on the podcast. This is where we get into the weird world of Lush. Loosh. l o o s h. The word louche was coined in 1985 by out-of-body experience researcher Robert Monroe in his book, Far Journeys. According to an article on ScareNormal.com called, quote, What is a louche energy farm? The article says, quote, The term louche was coined by Robert Monroe, who was an expert in astral travel. He said that he was able to use matrix glitches in our planet and reality to have interactions and explore other worlds and dimensions. Monroe claims that he has had more than 1,000 astral travels and contact with other dimensions and that he had been doing that for more than a decade. In one of his journeys to another dimension, he discovered something sinister. A life force energy called louche is created by constant fear, materialism, pain, anxiety, etc. It's also created with indefinite wars, poverty, natural disasters, diseases, and all situations where people die or suffer. When any human being dies on planet Earth, the beings who put us here, known as the Archons, feed on their luche, which is expelled at death. Basically, the greater suffering the living being goes through in life, the more luche is then produced. That's why these beings are creating constant, violent, and extreme situations on our planet. Basically, we are cattle, and our planet is a luche energy farm. It's also speculated that some otherworldly beings can also feed off of our luche while we are still alive, creating frightening situations and then drinking in our fear. So louche is something that if you listen to some of the really fringe conspiracy theory podcasts, you hear talk about louche a lot. And loosh is basically our fear and misery hmm. that know, we like, that. give off. I part of me could buy that too.
2: I mean bits and pieces. I don't know. It, it, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's a because weird there there's cut a, there's
0: theory. a you know, like I love conspiracy s- stuff, but there's a limit where I'm like, yeah, I don't know.
1: Mr. My yeah. are you guys familiar with Odd Thomas? the Odd Thomas No, series. you've brought it up several he times is, in the, I'm the podcast.
0: Though, and I still mean to read it. So
1: there are these, it just reminds me, there are these creatures, I can't think of what they're called, but they they follow people around who are going to be dying soon. Yeah. And they, when they're, they go drag them off into the afterworld. I can't remember the name of the creatures. They're really creepy, but they totally... That sounds like what you're describing. So I wonder if he got his inspiration from... And
0: that's also kind of like Stephen King's book, Doctor Sleep. I never saw the Mm -hmm. movie because I really liked the book. And if I really liked the book, I don't ever want to see the movie for something, but... Dr Sleep was the sequel to The Shining and in yeah. the book Dr Sleep The movie was actually really good. The, in the book in the in the the story is that uh, his son from The Shining, mm-hmm. Danny or what? Danny, Danny mm-hmm. grows up and he's like psychic and stuff and there's a group called the True Knot that are going around and like s- they try to like f- torture children and frighten children in order to absorb their energy. They're shining. And that also yeah. ties in with the weird QAnon stuff about adenochrome or Adenochrome where they that they talk about Hillary Clinton it was like mm. they murdered babies mm-hmm. because if a, something dies from fear that they're able to drink this glandular secretion that makes them immortal and stuff but there's always this like thread of fear somehow producing some kind of energy that you can subsist off of and like that's like what this idea horse. of louche is yeah and uh like i said i it's, it's something that pops up to me all the time is this idea of louche but there's some I kind of buy the idea that earth is a louche farm for something because we are kept in a constant state of of fear. of fear of of misery of uncertainty but that's also life you know so I don't know uh there's an author named David Wilcock and I've actually read some of his stuff because he talks a lot about synchronicity like he's and some of his stuff is like super good. And he wrote in one of his books, quote, When you become a being that feeds off louche, if your louche supply is interrupted for even one day, you will die. That's energy they need absolutely. It's more important to them than what we would think of as money or food or water or any of the basic essentials for life. If we were to even have just one day on Earth, one single day, where a majority of people on Earth had something to feel good about, most of these beings would die off.
1: Sounds like an energy vampire.
0: Yeah, that is basically an energy vampire. But that it sounds like uh, that's what the hatman is like he makes you purposely afraid and maybe that's why he's not doing anything to you but lurking in the corner of your room he's making you afraid and he is like living off your fear
1: or do you think he's attracted to your fear and that's what brings him to you?
0: I think it's a little bit of both it, yeah, I mean it could be both like if he if assuming it's a creature, if he knows your predisposition to be afraid, he can be attracted to you, and then you can Eat give off of that fear. extra fear. So,
2: you know, things happen in life naturally, mm-hmm. you know. Things bad, yep. you know. I think it's attracted to that. And all I know is from when my time seeing it, you just, you you can't really describe how terrifying it it is. Yeah. You feel almost, you know, like yeah. there's a hole in your stomach, yep. you know. Yep. Like, so, I don't even really remember how I got out of the room in the first place,
0: so...
1: So. Instinct took over, adrenaline took over, but right?
0: It, it, it's it's like this thing shows up to people who are experiencing turmoil in their life. I have members of dysfunctional families are the most likely to encounter Hatman, especially during periods of strong emotional upheaval.
1: That has like a demonic element. To yeah, it, like too. it's
0: attracted to misery and depression and.
1: But I'm not
2: so sure it's dem- demonic though. I just think it's, I don't know. I don't know really what it feels like. I mean, it feels interdimensional, yeah. almost. Mm.
0: Uh, I'll move on to the next one, and that is just demonic otherworldly creatures known as the gin. Mm. This one shows up a lot. Jinn, I've always been fascinated mm-hmm. by the idea of gin, yep. yeah. but I love like the idea of gin from like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer standpoint where they're like demons, but they have like you can have good ones and you can have bad ones.
1: And that's spelled
0: I it's it can either be D G I N N or J. No.
1: I thought it was DJ. It is
0: DJINN <laughs> or JINN. Okay. I see it both ways. So, the basic gist of this is that God created the angels and then he wanted to create another species. And before he created humans, he created the jinn. As far as powers, jinn are kind of like between angels and humans, basically, super powered humans. Jinns have free will. And just like humans, some are good and some are bad. The jinn became super prideful, which angered God. So he kind of shifted the jinn to a nearby parallel universe, and then he created humans in the world we are currently in. The jinn still live in this dimension right next to ours, and they can sometimes travel back and forth. They are kind of resentful of humans because because God favors us, and the jinn want to live back in our world rather than the one that they are in. So, mm-hmm. I, it sounds. It, I feel like that's very science fictiony, you know. Yeah.
2: I mean, they've. I mean, haven't they proven that there's other dimensions already? Though, yeah, like, yeah. So, I mean, it's not
0: inconceivable. You know? According to a 2019 article on Ranker called "Real Genies Are Far More Horrifying Than Anything You've Seen in Movies," the article says, "Quote: According to the Quran, Allah created angels the day before He created jinn. It's generally believed that all angels are jinn, but not all jinn are angels." Unlike angels, which Allah created from light to follow his commandments, Allah gave the jinn free will and magical powers, making them kind of like a group of superheroes. It is this free will that eventually led the jinn to grow prideful over thousands of years and believe themselves better than Allah. Angered by this, Allah sent the angels to fight them, offing most of the evil jinn in the process. Allah then created man from clay and ordered the angels and jinn to honor Adam, the first man. Jinn are not inherently good or evil, although many do choose to indulge in bad behavior. They have a reputation for being mischievous and are known to deceive or fool humans, like tricksters. They're Mm -hmm. generally like tricksters. In addition to pulling pranks, they may change shape, tell lies, or otherwise lead people astray and corrupt them. Islamic scholars refer to jinn as dual-dimensional, meaning they have the ability to exist in both the human world and their own. Because of this, along with their ability to shapeshift, jinn are never seen by humans unless they choose to reveal themselves. Some believe that each person is assigned an individual jinn who watches over them and acts as a companion throughout their life. The connection between jinn's and human is sometimes so close that stories have emerged about humans and jinn falling in love. That's really cute. Some people believe that the hat man is one of these jinn and it subsists off of fear. Also, according to an article on the website Brooklyn Bedding, that was like a deep Google search when I found something about Brooklyn the gym. Bedding? On brooklynbedding.com called, like quote... Like bedding? Yeah, like, like, bed? like mattresses. Okay. Like
2: mattresses. Sounds like a different kind of website.
1: Yeah. Or <laughs> no. like a you know But warehouse. I was doing a search
0: on gin, and all of a sudden this popped up, and I was like, what? Hmm. An article on brooklynbedding.com called Five Sleep Stealing Monsters from Around the World. It says that in Turkey, their nighttime visitors are gins called karabasan. The karabasan will hold the victim still and strangle them. But the Karabasan always wears a hat, and if you manage to get that hat away from him, the gin becomes a genie and will do your will. So maybe if you have a hat, man, try grabbing that thing off his head.
1: Jin just doesn't fit for me. This doesn't feel like No. I love the theory. idea. I love the idea yeah, of Jin. I really
0: do that they're tricksters and that yeah. they mess with us. But I don't like see two the, completely different I entities. don't see the hat man actually being mm-hmm. a gin. It's
2: they're like Krista said, they're completely different, yeah. I feel. I don't know. It's possible. The I mean, stories
1: I've heard don't come across as no. tricksters. They're yeah. just menacing and yeah. nefarious, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh do you want to do you have any other stories about th-
2: uh, Yeah, yeah, actually I do. Um I already talked about the original one. I mean, bedroom window, you know, um eyes in the garage, but my uh my sister actually had a couple herself too and I kind of alluded to that earlier. Uh but yeah, she was about to go to over to a sleepover one night and um that's when she saw it out
0: the window um, across the, the neighbor's, neighbor's yard. That's creepy because I know where that window was in your parents' mm-hmm. bedroom, and mm-hmm. that's not, if you walk past it, you're not going to, mm-hmm. yeah, so that, so that thing had to be super tall.
2: And uh, it was uh, actually later that night she had her second experience. Uh, she was getting picked up from my father coming home from the sleepover. She was too scared to make it through the night. And uh, as she's driving, uh, pulling up into the driveway, she sees uh, the figure walking under streetlights towards her down the sidewalk. Um, I think that's what she said. Yeah. Even though it was still a black silhouette, she could still see the trench coat even move as it did. Um, and she watched it dematerialize, like almost like pixelate into nothing. Oh, that's creepy, mm. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, and,
1: and Mark was right there.
2: Mark was, no, my my dad was there.
1: (laughs) You don't call him Mark. (laughs) Hi, Mark. (laughs) Marky Mark.
2: Uh, Yeah, my dad was there. He didn't see a thing. My sister was freaking out, but he didn't see anything. And I think that's why, another reason why they're, I mean, it was maybe kind of skeptical to them. But this,
0: no, this happens a lot where somebody sees the hat man and somebody right next to them in bed doesn't see it. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm. And actually, I mean, more general, I mean, over the years I have seen this thing, uh, like you said, out of the corner of my eye, constantly. I used to work at a Foot Locker warehouse, uh, picking out in- online orders and stuff like that. And I'd always be leaning down to pick up a box of shoes, and I'd see this little black silhouette out of the corner of my eye, just duck at the end of the aisle.
3: Hmm.
2: And I'm even seeing it now on my current job at Shell.
0: Well, I thought you could say you're seeing it now down here, and I was like, No, no hell don't, no, don't bring that here. No, um, <laughs> no. I
2: mean, there's
1: you have to check your ghosts at the door.
2: We have this uh, standee that's bright red, and. Every every night I keep seeing this black like mass out of the corner of my eye on that exact standee, and there's nothing black over there. So,
0: so I'm, it's almost always like existing in your periphery.
1: Is there video yeah. surveillance at the grocery? Or the there like, gas is, station? but you never see anything.
2: Hmm. I don't know if it's just. I don't know if it's. I'm just going crazy because sometimes. I mean, I feel like it.
0: It.
1: It no, was, it necessarily wouldn't show up in in no. surveillance. Sometimes video. it doesn't. It's there's just a there's
0: stories of people trying to get a picture of it because they see it, and then there's nothing there. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, and I mean, I honestly do think it could be a trickster or a shapeshifter mm-hmm. because I mean the or it could even be my aunt. But the night after my aunt passed, away, where we had our funeral, um, I was sleeping in bed and I woke up to see this shadow, kind of her size and my mom's size. Uh, and I thought it was my mom, so I sat up, like, I was awake at this point, and said, hey, what's up? And she, it like, it rushed to the, f- the foot of my bed, and then, like, I blinked, and it was gone. That's so weird. It, but it was <laughs> another black silhouette, just in a different shape. Yep. Um, but I honestly, I think that house was horrible. I mean, you guys did not even know the last experience I had there, too, with Emma, and the house was empty, and the door opening. Yes,
0: I remember you telling me about that. Yeah.
2: So I I just, that house, I mean, it's been, like I said, it's been following me ever since.
1: I was going to say, I remember Brittany has had experiences in the new house, though, right?
2: I've even had experiences in the new house. Me and Ken, the old owner, kind of have this agreement that when I'm gone, it's his place. When I'm there, you got to respect my...
1: Mm -hmm. So you think it's the former owner? I'm thinking so. Yeah. Because I remember Brittany said she saw... What was really just from the waist down? Somebody walking away, like across the living room or something. When she was in her bedroom, yeah, like the
0: bottom half of a person.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And there's which even... feels residual to me, like someone's yeah. just going about very, their daily business. Very maybe. well could
2: be. I mean, I mean, even last week, my animals were or a couple of them staring at the same exact spot on the wall, and there was nothing there. I mean,
0: I mean, who knows? I mean, it's like I said, it's been following us our entire life. Yeah. So It sounds like it, and it sounds like something that does happen with this is that it follows you. Like, it's, it's a generational thing, and it'll follow you around all the time. Yeah, I mean, Which isn't a good thought. Yeah, <laughs> it, it isn't. <laughs> it's actually quite terrifying.
2: Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, that's pretty much the, all I got. I mean, I've had quite a few. I wouldn't say the the Reaper thing in the graveyard would be
0: considered a, a shadow person. No, because th- that was more of a... Because you, you sent us that as your story. Yes. Mm-hmm. When we did our... Yeah.
2: I felt like it was more protecting the graveyard mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. Kind of looking over the place and everything. The groundskeeper. Totally, and like, I totally believe that. Like I've we said on the way down it. here, yeah. like I,
0: when you guys were gone, I used to go like take care of your dogs. And there were times that I was in there at night and I never felt anything weird or creepy.
2: And for the most part, my parents didn't either. I didn't re- even realize till
0: a couple of years ago, my mom had that experience. So. But that's also like my old sc- messed up apartment that... Had the guy crawl out of the bathroom and stuff, but it wasn't all the time. There was like it was during usually February, like the rest of the year, Mm. he never felt creeped out in there. But in February, it got active. So,
1: well, I think certain things just target certain people too, and that's very isolating and oppressive too. When the people living with you don't experience it and don't believe you, it
2: was very frustrating. Yeah, Uh,
0: moving on to two more theories. One of them is that these are remote viewers. The happyhealingshop.com on May 12, 2020 had an article said, quote, Gigi, a psychic on YouTube who talks about her experience of interacting with and seeing where the shadow hat man came from through a hypnosis session, says that the shadow hat man kept visiting her room all the time. Through her hypnosis session, she managed to follow him back and saw where he was coming from and that this person was doing a remote viewing of her, but she went back and remote viewed him. She found that he was from an earlier time, stayed in an apartment or hotel, or hotel room that looked like it was from the 1950s or 1960s. Gigi distinctively remembered that the place had a sense of sadness and loneliness. On the coffee table, she saw a manila folder that was labeled, quote, watchers. She suspected that her particular Shadow Hatman was someone who was involved in a government program where psychics were being trained to do remote viewing. I thought that was very interesting because it's the first time I've ever heard anyone talk about their version of the Shadow Hatman as a being that's traveled forward in time. And So that's one of the remote theories. Remote
1: viewing via time travel? Yeah,
0: because you can, you can remote view the past. Hmm. But they're saying that these are either the past or future versions of ourselves that are going back in remote viewing. And some people wonder if what they see as the hat isn't the device that is letting them go back and remote view. But it's like, why are you going to go back and remote view somebody sleeping and sit in the corner of their bedroom and watch them sleep? That that doesn't feel right. No. Uh, Some people really buy into the remote viewers that it's somebody remote viewing you while you're sleeping.
1: I do think that could explain some paranormal activity. It just well, so fit with the hat man. I think man. so, too. I think it could
0: explain ghosts, that it's just yeah. somebody remote viewing you. Yeah. I don't buy it with the hat man, though. No,
2: I, I Somehow
1: remote viewing is way creepier than a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think so, too. It's like an invasion of privacy. I, I think so, too.
2: I would not look good in an Abe Lincoln hat,
1: so... <laughs> I don't think it would fit on your head. (laughs) And I actually
0: have two more, but we're going to save my last theory as a mini mystery because it can be very extensive. So we're just going to, this last one is hallucinations caused by sound waves. Mm. An article from theguardian.com called The Fear Frequency says, quote, Have you ever wondered what a ghost sounds like? Engineer Vic Tandy may already know. In the early 1980s, Tandy was working in a laboratory designing medical equipment. Word began to spread among the staff that that lab might be haunted, something Tandy put down to the constant wheeze of life support machines operating in the building. One evening, he was working on his own in the lab when he began to feel distinctly uncomfortable breaking into a cold sweat as the hairs on the back of his neck stood on end. He was convinced he was being watched. Then, out of the corner of his eye, Tandy noticed an ominous gray shape drifting slowly into view, but when he turned around to face it, it was gone. Terrified, he drove straight home. The next day, Tandy, a keen fencer noticed that a foil blade clamped in a vise was vibrating up and down very fast. He found that the vibrations were being caused by a standing sound wave that was bouncing between the end walls of the laboratory and reached a peak of intensity in the center of the room. He calculated that the frequency of the standing wave was about 19 hertz and soon discovered that it was produced by a newly installed fan. When the fan was turned off, the sound wave disappeared. The key here is frequency. 19 hertz is in the range known as infrasound we've talked about infrasound before it's related to bigfoot yeah too. Uh, below the range of human hearing which begins at 20 hertz tandy learned that low frequencies in this region can affect humans and animals in different ways causing discomfort dizziness blurred version version blurred vision <laughs> by vibrating your eyeballs hypertension and fear possibly leading to panic attacks
1: Sort of like EMF.
0: Yeah, yeah. High EMF. A more recent investigation took place in an allegedly haunted 14th century pub cellar in Coventry, where people have reported terrifying experiences for many years, including seeing a spectral gray lady. Here, Tandy also uncovered a 19 hertz standing wave, adding further evidential weight to his theory. In an interesting parallel, researchers have recorded that prior to an attack, a tiger's roar contains frequencies at about 18 hertz, which might disorientate and paralyze their intended victims. Mm -hmm. Is this the sound of fear itself?
2: I would definitely think so. I mean, yeah, but
0: I just don't think that can account for all of the sightings. Oh no. No. One th- interesting thing that I didn't really get into here was that they said it seemed like a lot of people that saw the Hat Man in their room had their TVs on. So some people theorize it has something to do with a frequency. If your TV is on in the room. That it's something to do with the frequency of, and that first story, the first very first one I read in here, the guy was laying in bed and he had a TV on in his room. So some people theorize it has something to do with the television frequency bringing this thing in. I didn't have a TV. No, at that and point. a lot of people that yeah. see it don't, and that's what people what's, are just trying to make connections. What's that don't frustrating exist. about this is yeah. that there's all these theories, but there's so many, so many sightings of this thing that, that don't, don't follow, that right. don't fit the theories.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I don't know. Um, I'm good. Before we go to what we think, I'm just going to read this one last thing because I actually thought it was really kind of cool. And like I said, I have this whole other section that I want to get into with this, but that is going to be a whole separate mini mystery.
1: Nice. You have it all researched and ready. Yeah, I do. I have it all researched (laughs) and ready already. You're one step ahead of me.
0: Like I thought this was interesting. This was from a February, 2021 live science article called quote, dark watchers have been spooking California hikers for centuries. What are they? The article says, quote, For hundreds of years, people have looked up at the hazy peaks of California's Santa Lucia Mountains at sunset and have seen tall cloaked figures standing there staring back at them. Then, within moments, the eerie silhouettes disappear. These twilight apparitions are known as the Dark Watchers, shady, sometimes 10 foot tall, men bedecked in sinister hats and capes. They primarily appear in the afternoon, and according to a recent article on sfgate.com, visitors to California have seen them perched ominously on the mountaintops for more than 300 years. When the Spanish arrived in the 1700s, they began calling the apparitions Los Vigilantes Oscuros, literally the Dark Watchers. SF Gate Managing Editor Katie Dowd wrote in the article, quote, "...and as Anglo-American settlers began stalking, stalking, staking claims in the region, they too felt the sensation of being watched from these hills." One famous observer who felt the presence of the Watchers was the American author John Steinbeck. In his 1938 short story called Flight, a character sees a black figure leering down at him from a nearby ridgetop. As Steinbeck writes, quote, But he looked quickly away, for it was one of the dark Watchers. No one, who, no one knew who these Watchers were, nor where they lived, but it was better to ignore them and never to show interest in them. And this ended up being a family obsession. Steinbeck's son, Thomas, went on to co-author a book about the Watchers with painter Benjamin Brode. One theory, according to Dowd, is that they are merely figments of the observer's pattern-seeking minds. In other words, it's a classic case of pareidolia, a psychological phenomenon in which an observer's brain finds patterns or significance in a vague or random image. This pattern-seeking effect could be amplified by the presence of fog or low-flying clouds, according to Dowd. Shadows cast against clouds are responsible for another infamous illusion known as the broken brocken The specter. German locals near the Harz Mountains that had
1: to be German. <laughs> yeah,
0: German, lo- German locals near the Harz Mountains have for centuries reported seeing shadowy figures on Brocken Peak. Dowd wrote, "In reality, the Brocken Specter could happen when shadows, like those of a hiker, are cast on a particularly misty mountain peak. If the sun is behind the observer, the mist plays with the shadow, making it look huge and menacing. Hmm. So people see these things on the mountain, but they're figured that they're just." Like matrix, like matrixing, like matrixing mm-hmm. or seeing patterns. I just thought that was cool, so I threw that in there.
1: Creepy if it's true, yeah.
0: Oh, god, yeah. But I have studied a lot about the Hatman. So, Same what do you guys thing, think? Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys think? You already know pretty much
2: what I think. Yeah, and thankfully, I didn't have to do much research. No, this. you had to, I would prefer doing <laughs> my research. Show up. I yeah. like my <laughs> research
0: better where I'm typing on my computer looking up stuff in the morning rather than real life stuff, but. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. No, I think it's inter. I think it's an interdimensional being. Yeah. I uh, I mean, it shows up out of nowhere. It disappears out of anywhere. I mean, it. I mean, that could be a ghost too. But it just, you know, the fear and everything. I mean, and all these accounts from other people. I mean, it's. It's not of this world.
0: No, and I one hundred percent agree. I think it's some kind of. A, a, like a, a dimensional transdimensional creature. And I I really do believe that this thing sucks in your fear because a lot of people said they see it and they're far more afraid than they feel like they should be. Like mm. this thing is actually making them more fearful than they should be. And that th- I, I really do think that it is some kind of creature that subsists on fear. I agree. I, I don't buy the, I mean, I maybe the sleep paralysis thing, but I, I just
1: hate that that's used as an explanation for everything i though. do too
0: i do too but and i i i kind of like the idea that maybe it's some it is a sleep paralysis thing that you that you end up you bringing manifest into the, you manifest into the real world but there are just so many examples and like i said my sixth grader telling me about this before he even knew this was ever a thing like mm-hmm. he saw this thing so i mean this thing is legit this thing is real you know what, I do, agree. You, what do you think do you think yeah
1: i i think the interdimensional piece could explain why so many people across the world are seeing the same not identical figure but but one like such it. similarities. Yeah. You know?
2: And who knows, maybe maybe a group of yeah. shadow people, not just one set, you know,
0: shadow yeah, person. Yeah and that's another question. Yeah. Is it a it a group of one, things I or think. is it one yeah. thing? I think and it's then, almost
1: like a quote unquote species of yeah, know, not, and, and, it's the wrong word yeah, but it's some what, of the how research that I was it. looking at yeah.
0: suggested that, that it's like a species of thing. But why the hat that's one of the one of the big questions is why the hat Because
1: they, they it's something be recognizable yeah. it's culturally recognizable and maybe in you know maybe in Mexico they see one that has a hat that's more culturally appropriate for yeah. that uh, area. I don't know well, there's you know?
0: a uh, I didn't I didn't put it in my notes but there's a old uh, brand of wine
1: um, that would be interesting to research to see if people in different countries Um, locations see a hat like in texas do they see ones wearing cowboy hats you know Mm -hmm. it's it seems logical to me or
2: you know i mean in mexico like you said sombrero you know right or you know maybe because you know we're up here in the north more i mean that's why i i saw a top hat Mm -hmm. you know more like abe lincoln style you know
1: like who knows maybe it's something that existed once there's Thousands a, of
0: years ago, there's a brand of wine called Sandeman, and this it, this goes back to 1790, and this is their their logo. And a lot of people say that that's very reminiscent of the yeah. Hatman, even though it looks like a Zorro kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, kind of a little bit. But yeah, yeah. one of one of the theories that I came across on a lot of these podcasts is people think that this is something, and this something is able to, um, like nudge people. Like to like it. It persuaded somehow. Like mm. gave suggestions to create the Nightmare on Elm Street movies to something in order to like get it, this vision of it out there to make it stronger. Mm. That it's somehow like
1: Influences, influencing influencing yeah. somebody's
0: mind. And like Devin and I were talking about on the way here. When you look at the neighborhood watch signs, like the metal road signs that are neighborhood watch, it has a figure on it. That's the the Shadow Man. It's
3: pretty uncanny. That the
0: Hat Man. Mm-hmm. It's the hat. The figure of the Hat Man. And a lot of people say that whatever this thing is, is influencing people to put this image of it out there to make it stronger.
1: To make it more prominent. To make
0: it more prominent, which mm-hmm. is also a frightening idea. It is. But I I don't know. Like the hat thing, I don't get. Uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, they suggested because it's it's always been like a symbol of power. If somebody has a hat, it's like a symbol, like like how like the old like, FBI guys always have like a hat. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a symbol of power, and some people think that it's because... Or a top hat of, is yeah, a symbol of wealth, maybe. Yeah, that some people think that this is some creature, and it originally decided, like saw some old 40s or 50s movie, and it's like, oh, that's what they look like. Let's look like that, and then... You know,
1: so it's almost like mimicking? Yeah,
0: but then they like jokingly suggested that it's going to be like, oh, we got to update our look, and then it's going to show up in like, parachute pants and like dance around like MC baseball? Hammer. A baseball, a baseball cap. A baseball cap. Like the internet explorer of ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. It's so a few decades behind the It's style. just like, I don't get the hat. The hat thing is weird. Does the hat thing give it some kind of power? I mean, like the, the turkey, the thing in Turkey where if you take off the hat, you can control it? The, mm. the hat thing to me is weird. Like, why the hat?
1: Yeah, why a hat? what's and, the purpose of and the hat
0: it's like across the board everybody sees this hat sometimes a different hat right but why do we see a hat on this thing
1: because it sets it apart from other entities I yeah don't and know. a lot of people say that Just they see really this thing
0: it. as the boss of the shadow man because they say sometimes they see the hat man accompanied by shadow men hmm. so they almost say it's like the boss of the hat man so maybe i mean the of the shadow men so maybe at denotes it as the boss. I don't Maybe know. Like a shadow
2: man mafia. It's just so weird. Like <laughs> I right. can't
0: looking at all this when I watched that documentary, it's one thing to read some yahoo's account of it on Reddit, but it's another thing to see these people like being interviewed like start crying because they're so mm-hmm affected by i don't know devin is i mean devin's super affected by the stuff that he saw
2: yeah i still am so yeah that changes yeah you. so
0: you it's one thing to read somebody's account on reddit that you don't know if it's genuine but when you see somebody or know somebody in person that this has happened to this is a thing this is not sleep paralysis no. this is something it's not
1: hallucinations you know
0: no so it's something and i don't know what it is and a lot of the articles i said said this is something that people should be like scientists should be looking into because this is a phenomena
2: as crazy as it sounds. Yeah, yeah. as crazy <laughs> as it
0: sounds, and it, it's hard to say it, but I think this is some kind of creature. I mm-hmm. really do. Yeah. So, anything else you guys want to add for the Hatman? I
2: mean, not really. No. I'll, well, let me check my notes. Check your yeah, notes. Because I took notes too. Well, I mean, we kind of mentioned this, but I mean, I just want to you know, reiterate that I really do think that this thing does come around in times of great trauma or distress. Yeah. Yep. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, you guys know I've had a rough couple of weeks myself and I, I, all of a sudden I'm starting to see it all over again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean.
1: That but, just you know, feeds into the idea that it's attracted to. To fear or fear, fear. or misery or sadness. Yeah. Strong emotion of any kind, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. That's of the negative sort. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's all I got, really.
0: You know, and with the Loosh thing, I always think of, even though it's really dumb, is, is Twin Peaks. There was, like, a scene in the old Twin Peaks where Bob, that is, like, the killer, goes back to, like, the lodge, like, the Black Lodge where they live, and the little midget guy asks him, he calls it Garmon Bozia but basically it's the same as Loosh where he asked Bob for all of that. And then it says in like the subtitles, it says pain and misery. And then he like spits all this stuff like on the floor that looks like cream corn. And that's like all the people's misery that he managed to like suck up. And that's mm-hmm. what Lucius is to me is like... Cream corn? Like cream corn. <laughs> Twin Peaks cream corn. See,
2: I knew I hated cream corn.
0: Yeah, I hate <laughs> cream corn too. But I think that's kind of what it is, is that there's like a... a a fear that, that that is energy. I mean, there's mm-hmm. everything oh, yeah. is energy. So, fear, our fear is like a specific kind of energy. And I think that's what this thing lives, lives off of. I think that's why it doesn't kill you. It just scares you because it just wants to, you You're know, a source of food for yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. An energy source. But
0: even in my like really late, when I had that couple weeks ago where I was super anxious and really doing bad, like nothing appeared to me to. to so, I don't know why it appears to some people and to some people it doesn't.
3: I mean,
0: I don't know. I don't know either. It's just, it's weird, but it's a thing. Like, I'm, I'm convinced that this is some kind of thing. I don't ever want to run into it. Right. But no, I don't want to. Mm-mm. I feel like I can barely hold myself together half the time anyway, <laughs> Without less, with much less, you know, like, like chuckle, the mechanical chuckle was enough the other night in my room that it was kind of like, not cool.
1: I think I have a way of just blocking things out. Yeah. Like, I have some kind of shield up that says, I don't really want to experience that, so I'm not going to. And people do. I
2: totally believe that. I believe everyone has abilities and everyone is sensitive. They just, it's a matter of unlocking that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: And I, I prefer to keep mine locked. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I mean, I, I certainly had some terrifying experiences and it's enough for me to be like, mm, no, uh, A lot good. of The
0: stuff I read said that this thing generally like shows up around two or three in the morning to most people. And then I think I'm up at that time usually anyway. So it's like, does it get annoyed at me that I'm up? You know, if it wanted to appear to me oh, while I was sleeping, it would be again. like nine o'clock at night. When... It's like
1: standing outside your room. When is he <laughs> yeah, going like, to fall asleep? This guy sucks. So, somewhere knock, knock, knock. <laughs> else. Knock, knock. Can I come in yet? <laughs> so I don't standing know. He's checking his pocket watch.
0: Uh, if any of our listeners, <laughs> if any of you guys have had experiences with the top hat or with the hat man, yep. let us know. Um,
1: not not just a top hat. It's gotta have a man attached. Yeah,
0: <laughs> not just a weird top hat scenario. Send us your pictures of hats. Yeah, send us your hat <laughs>
1: pictures. <laughs>
2: yeah. Great.
0: Yeah. My my if I ever come back as a shadow person it's gonna be in a baseball cap and a For flannel. Sure. Baseball cap and flannel. You'll yeah. know that's me. I'll know yeah, well, I'll know it's next. you. But it, it freaked me out when I did hear that chuckle, how it just instantly filled me with this like electrical sensation of fear in my body so i'm about. hoping that wasn't the start of something because i like my apartment being not haunted yeah, yeah so now that we're done with the hat man for a while i'm not going to be researching it so if you guys are listening leave me alone i'm done <laughs> uh
1: stepping away seeing
0: the guy at the end of the driveway was weird too so That's i don't creepy. know poor Devin he gets this all the time that he sees this thing or experiences this thing
1: Yeah,
2: you start to get used to it after a while
0: I'm surprised Mark and Rhonda have not experienced anything to do with it. It's just the kids.
1: I think, like you said, like I said, I think some people just don't want to, so we have a shield up. Even though we're paranormal investigators and we go seeking this stuff, I want it on my terms. Yeah, I don't want it seeking me out. Yeah,
0: and they say that's what this hat man does. If you start looking into it, it starts looking into you. So let us know what you guys think, Devin. Thank you for sharing your stories yeah. with us.
2: Yeah, of course. Thanks you. Ha- uh, thank you for having oh, me. Oh, no problem.
0: <laughs> it's we wanted you on here for since the You're a like start. family. Yeah, you oh, are like family. like the little your brother. brother. Yep,
2: you're family to me too.
0: Yeah. So let us know what you guys think. Hat man, yay or nay? I'm totally on the yay side. I think that is something yeah, something creepy. I,
1: not, not like yay, but No, I'm that's totally not a yay. That's like a yay. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally I, on the. Yep. Like a whole it
3: exists. and yep. say,
2: no, I don't believe in it now? <laughs> no. <I> mean,
1: yeah, <laughs> That'd no. be a little awkward. That'd
3: <laughs> be a
2: yay for me, too.
0: Yeah. Um, now what? Should we do our songs? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm uh, actually looking my...
0: Okay. Our songs. Our song theme for this week was a song that's that we love that somebody else introduced us to. Mm-hmm. I'll go first because I might have even talked about this song on here at this point. I don't remember anymore, but it is a song that Corey, my brother, wanted me to listen to for years, and I just never got around to listening to it, and then one day I finally did, and now it's become one of my favorite songs, and I love that Corey knew that this was like my kind of song. Like, I love this song. It's like a power pop, not power pop, but it's like a power emo you know like the whole emo <laughs> yeah. genre it's like a power but i love this band this band is so so good and this is one of my all-time favorite songs It's one of my favorite sing-along songs when i'm driving it is by the band funeral for a friend and the song is called streetcar okay and i love it i love the video because the video has the little blonde girl that was on the album cover and that's kind of like that's become like funeral for a friend's like icon that's like their image is that blonde girl But I love, love, love this song. It's a fast song. Uh, The band is, like, the guitarist was very influenced by Iron Maiden, and I love Mm. Iron Maiden. I think Iron Maiden are just, like, one of the best bands ever. And every now and then, you can tell in their guitar, you can hear some Iron Maiden slip in there. So, yeah, it is Streetcar by Funeral for a Friend. Love the song. One of my all-time favorites. Thank you, Corey. I'm sorry I was so pokey about finally getting around to listening to it. <laughs> Dev? Uh,
2: well, uh, actually, my old co-worker from Shell actually introduced me to this song. It's uh, from local natives. Uh, it's Wide Eyes.
0: Is, what uh, kind of what kind of music is it? Is it like indie folk?
2: It's more indie, okay. I would say. Uh, I don't really know what you would really consider it, but I would say more indie. They're kind of more peaceful. I mean, kind of 21 Pilots-esque Okay. Uh, but you know, kind of their own thing at the same time. It's just chill music to kind of you know, relax. Relax to too. exactly, yeah. So, so what's the name of the song? Uh, Wide Eyes by Wide local Eyes. natives.
1: Okay,
0: we'll cool. post that tomorrow or when we when we post the episode tomorrow. Yep.
1: Oh, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, is just, Chris is just looking at me like <laughs> blank stare. <laughs> just a blank stare. Um, mine was. Uh, I was exposed to the song by a stranger who. I don't know that they listen anymore. I'm not going to say their name because I don't even know if they're listening anymore. But I'm thankful for the song because it's remained one of my favorite songs to this day. But the artist is Agnes Obel and the song is called Familiar. And it's like nothing I'd ever heard before. It's kind of dark and haunting and like music that I love. So Agnes Obel, the song is familiar.
0: So you guys kind of have that kind of music and I got like a power emo (laughs) punk band kind of thing going on. But that's okay. Awesome. Very cool. What else do we got? Listener questions? Jokes? We got questions.
1: We, you actually were able to get into the thing? I
0: screenshot them when I was oh, able good. to get into it, so I'm I was gonna, actually I was actually thinking.
1: I'm going to read a joke while you're looking. Yeah. I I can never remember what I read last. Why did Jimmy's parents scream when they saw his grades?
0: Because uh, there was a B on it.
1: Yep. <laughs> waka waka waka. What do you call a stick that won't do anything you want? Oh god. A, a stick, stick in the mud. Uh, <laughs> that deserves a
2: very predictable, but also very entertaining. <laughs> yes. <so. laughs> That's from
1: the laugh out loud jokes from Eli. Very nice, Eli. Thanks, Eli. Just Time looking at is these. Passing. I'm just looking at these. There's Lucy.
0: I <laughs> kinda of like this one. By anonymous. You get to name the firstborn child of your least favorite person. What do you name the child? You can pick the gender, too, because I'm science or something.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think the worst thing you can name someone is like a serial... Like Jeffrey Dahmer. That's what I would name (laughs) their kid. Jeffrey Dahmer Jr.? I would name their son Jeffrey Jeffrey Dahmer Jr. Okay.
0: (laughs) I, uh,
2: I would probably go with the same thing, to be honest. I mean, you don't want to name people like Bundy, but... I don't know, Agnes. I never really liked
1: Agnes. Agnes, I just, I just said Agnes. Yeah, Agnes Sobel. <laughs> yeah. Did I influence your answer? <laughs>
2: you might have actually. I have the attention span of a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm gonna go with one that I saw on the Onion because the Onion, you know, the satire newspaper, mm-hmm. always had like a, a list, like a little top ten percentage of this list, but it was like the least popular name for boys. And like one of them on there that always made me laugh was spelled M-O-R-O-N, but then it said after it pronounced Moroni. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with moron slash Moroni. Because like I said, I, uh, I hate Kurt Konechny. Like it's such an unpronounceable name. You, you do a good I job.
1: I love Kurt Konechny. Well, thank like you. Kurt Konechny loves people. you too. But <laughs> it's just such
0: a hard name to pronounce. And I hated it until one of the girls I knew in college was named Suzanne Sorhol.
1: Oh. oh, oh, oh.
0: S-O- S-O-R-H-O-L-E.
1: Oh. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. My maiden name is Sorwhidey, and I got made fun of for sure. Yeah, I can imagine.
0: <laughs> but yes, after Suzanne Sorhole, I felt better about Konechny. Uh, mm. I
1: mean, yeah, Sorhole.
2: I probably would too.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go with Moron slash Moroni. Moron pronounced Moroni name of my least favorite person. Next one by Anonymous. Favorite board slash card game. Ooh. I'm surprisingly not a game person. I low with Monopoly. I hate Monopoly. Just hate it.
2: I would say Cards Against Humanity.
0: Cards Against Humanity
2: is fun. But I don't play seriously. I play for the funniest answer.
0: Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I really like cribbage. Jim and I play cribbage. A lot. I, I don't
0: know cribbage. Aaron, my friend Aaron that I geocash mm-hmm. with, it got hooked on cribbage. And I just don't know. I know what comes with that funky little board
2: yeah, where you got to move the page.
1: The it's very portable. You're doing math. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, because that's always fun.
1: Yeah. You just I, have to remember how to. You always want 15s.
0: It's a dumb answer, but I would say trivial pursuit. I love trivial I, I like trivial pursuit. Trivial is you know. good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like trivial pursuit. Card.
1: I love not, risk. Risk is fun. Oh, I hate risk. Oh, I like
0: it. No. Um,
1: there's actually a game a board game called Pandemic and we were playing it last year before this all happened it we probably, probably caused, caused it, it. we job. haven't percent. played it since but...
0: when I was a kid I liked Mousetrap but I only liked setting up the thing I didn't like Hungry actually Hippo. playing it Hungry no, I'm hippos. having like all these flashbacks Hungry so hippos. Like... Uh, Hungry, Hungry Hippos was, was just it, no. pounding that <laughs> thing to get those marbles <laughs> into the hippo's exactly. mouth well,
3: Rock'em Sock'em Robots
0: Rock'em Sock'em Robots oh, were fun I remember Don't Break the Ice Mm. remember don't break the ice where it was like on a little table and it had all these blocks on it and there was a man on it and you had to tap out one of the blocks mm.
1: Mm. it sounds familiar but i don't know and then there was
0: cootie with the cootie bug
1: operation
0: operation i hated operation i never liked operation because <sighs> i hated that buzzing sound yeah,
2: basically we just choose every board game never remember <laughs> yeah we, ouija board no, <laughs> no we, that's don't your fa- don't, we don't play no, the don't ouija board. Cross that one. Oh, we don't play that should
0: we do another one sure Devin. I don't think Devin can really answer this one. That's okay. By anonymous, it is one topic slash story you will never cover on the strange sessions. <laughs> I will start with, with Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery. Just because I'm so tied in with people involved in that case.
1: Uh, we were talking Devin and I yeah. were actually
0: talking about that on the drive down here. Yeah, that's
2: something we won't cover either on our podcast. For no. me it's
1: anything that um is tied to like politics or yeah. or any sort of trigger for people no we I don't delved into trigger... politics once and that kind yeah. of
0: angered some people and we lost some listeners due to that but you know
1: it wasn't really politics we we dove into social injustice yeah social. And it was yeah. just an intro and
0: but people know <laughs> that i i you know scoff at the QAnon stuff so i think i think we're kind of transparent with our beliefs as mm-hmm. far as what we like but
1: i think there's Conspiracy theory stuff that could dip into politics that maybe we would talk about, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever just talk. No, about No, at like, some point politics. I do
0: want to talk about COVID, about yeah. about how it started and the conspiracies around it, but not now because many, now it's too. That's that's like it is, like yeah, it is 10. way too fresh. That's so I do 10. want to dip into that. You know, like another one that I think would be hard would be doing God, like like yeah. religion, because that's a real touchy thing for a lot of people. Um, I think
1: as long as we approached it from. Just trying to show all all perspectives. Yeah. I think that'd be okay. Because I think we covered something similar on Paranormal Palaver, and yeah, just I mean we just, just talked p- about theories and viewpoints and kept I'd, it very. neutral. But I mean, there's
0: stuff that I don't like talking about. That like this one that I'm saving from this one that I'm gonna save for the next mini mystery is something I'm uncomfortable talking about. And that's spoiler. It's drugs. Like I don't like talking mm-hmm. about drug stuff. It's mm-hmm.
2: definitely stuff you gotta kind of tiptoe around. Yeah and, yeah, and
0: that one I think I'm we're actually gonna probably put a. Uh, a warning on, like, uh, because I just don't like talking about drugs.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's anything that could be sort of emotionally triggering for yeah. people. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do that.
0: No, so like doing the the uh, Elsa Gate stuff is hard because once you delve into yeah pedophilia and and you know, like I talk about with that with my students, and and so many of them are afraid of being trafficked and mm-hmm. stuff, the sixth graders and stuff I talk to. And it, it's, I've become, I've become like hyper sensitive to news stories about teachers and stuff sleeping with their 11, 12 year old students. And it's just like, you can't even fathom. I it, can't fathom. Right? No, I can't. And it's just like boggles my mind. So that's something I have a very hard time with.
2: I actually have a, a new series or movie or series up on Hulu with that too. Kate Mara from American Horror Story. Uh, she uh, was a teacher, and she, you know, she slept with one of her students, and she gets caught. So I mean, I haven't watched it personally, but it's always advertised on my shows when I watch. So. On Hulu? On Hulu. Yeah. Huh.
0: My Hulu ran out because I only used it to watch Letterkenny. <laughs> yeah,
2: unfortunately, we got to wait more for that. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well,
1: luckily, this is a podcast about all things strange, so it's not. We wouldn't be delving into stuff like that. You no, no. the
0: Elsa Gate kind of got into the pedophilia yeah. stuff, but. There is a surprising amount of like conspiracy, like pedophilia is Mm -hmm. is weird, but that's something that, I mean, I would talk about it because it would also kind of be like, you need to be aware of this. Like Elsa gate, I wanted to do because you need to be aware that there's these weird, weird, weird Mm -hmm. videos that kids are watching. I
1: think the way we approach it though, we're sensitive to our listeners. Yeah.
0: And I love that people say that we make scary things kind of enjoyable because we're kind of funny yeah. so I'm cool with that yeah. but yeah those are the ones that we kind of went off on a tangent there but those are the ones that we probably <laughs> wouldn't talk about we on ended the show. up talking
1: at length about we're the things we wouldn't talk about <laughs> we're good at tangents
0: we should have called this podcast tangents and other stuff
1: Yeah.
0: but I think that's it
1: yeah I don't think we're forgetting anything we remembered a taste test <laughs> we remembered the We taste. did a joke speaking of
0: which, eat your beaver nuggets
1: <laughs> oh I'll eat my beaver nuggets I don't even think Jim will right. eat these because he doesn't like caramel. He's like some kind of weirdo.
0: How do you not like caramel? I don't
1: know. Mm. There, you got to hear two taste tests. Mm. <laughs> it gets better every time. hmm
0: Those were good. Uh, our deets, you can email us at the sessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strange Session without the, the final S. We are on Instagram where Krista does just like an award-winning job at The Strange Sessions. Of
1: like taking screenshots of stuff people post on Facebook. <laughs> you can, hey,
0: somebody's got to do it. <laughs> you can send us postcards and snail mail to The Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. And our phone number call us our lonely little phone out in reedsville wisconsin misses you and wants to hear from I'm you i'm just
1: picturing a phone like I, sitting I, out I, in a I field i have this picture
0: of this weird little shed in the middle of nowhere and inside the shed is just a phone on a table
1: <laughs> we should put it next to the loneliest picnic, picnic table, table. <laughs> we have the loneliest phone
0: we have the loneliest <laughs> yeah. phone in wisconsin our phone number is 920-443-9602 devon any last words
2: uh, well just obviously shout out to the family uh, my parents. Yes. Um, yep. And obviously, i got to give myself a plug for my own podcast. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Where um, can
1: we listen to your podcast?
2: It is lo- on uh, CastBox and YouTube. Uh, it's Tales for the Dark-Creepy Internet Stories on Facebook.
1: Tales uh, for the Dark?
2: Tales for the Dark. Okay. Tales from the Dark was unfortunately taken, so <laughs> had to get a little unique mm-hmm. with it. So, But
0: yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of that, listener, uh, stranger, Michelle that i talked to quite a bit michelle Mm -hmm. brown messaged me yesterday that there is another podcast that calls its listener strangers
1: (gasps) oh no they did and she wants she
0: wants us to look into legal Mm. legal action stepping on your turf i know but then we do it watch out they were doing it first (laughs) so we might have grabbed
3: it from there
1: was also another strange sessions and turned out it was an adorable like 12 year old oh we always wanted to interview that young girl i know she was just bored during the pandemic. <laughs> That's awesome. And like had the interviews with her dog. So I like, couldn't really, really cool. do anything we about that. Out of topics.
0: We run out of topics. We might be having Lucy down here to ask Lucy about <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff.
1: <laughs> so, Devin,
0: thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. You did great. He was thank nervous you. coming on here.
2: Yep. I'm very honored to be on here with you guys. It's been a long time coming, but it I was love cute it. that
0: your mom messaged me yesterday that you were super nervous. And I'm like, we're just two dorks in a basement yeah, talking into a we're microphone.
2: we
3: sitting in my basement
2: talking <laughs> about you guys, you guys really did inspire me to get my podcast started. So, I mean, it's like sitting down with my mentors.
1: Oh, thank anything, you. So. But the old
0: podcasts we inspire are better than ours. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no, no not, not by a long shot. inspire greatness.
0: <laughs> so, finally, I want to read this really, really sweet email we got from Jennifer who I just massacred her name when I gave her a shout-out, and I feel so bad now because she put in there how to pronounce it, Jennifer strop Vern. She sent us a... And the, the title of the email was based on something one of us said in, the, in one of our last episodes. It is in all capital letters. It says NOT SUBPAR. So she wrote to us and said, Morning, Kurt and Krista. Just wanted to send a quick note to you all. As I was listening to your catch-up episode on Monday, something Kurt said jumped out at me and made me shake my head. Your podcast is the furthest thing from being subpar. Since I have just recently found your podcast, I have been going back through old episodes to get them all, and I'm listening to, right now, the Halloween episode from 2020, and what you both are talking about in the opening chat segment is exactly why your strangers love this show. You are both just yourselves. You are so real and don't try to be anything else. You are not trying to conform to molds or industry standards. We love you just the way you are. Your podcast makes us feel like we are sitting with friends, chatting, and falling down one rabbit hole after another. For those of us that enjoy thinking outside the box and being open to endless possibilities, this is just what we need. I always feel like I am right there with you, and I love it that I get new theories and ideas that I would never have come that would never have come to my mind before. Your down to earth laid back format is just perfect, and because of it, you have grown a community here that really does feel like a family. Please keep it up and keep staying strange.
1: That's amazing.
0: That is so, so sweet. Thank you so much, Jennifer.
1: Yeah, we don't conform to any standards, let alone <laughs> we, industry yeah, standards. Yeah, we don't conform
0: to much of anything. But we're just happy you guys like listening to us babble on about stuff in our weird Wisconsin accents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So thank you. Thank you, <laughs> you so much, Jennifer. Yeah, uh, Devin, sweet. thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. You actually get to join in on our Stay Strange, so that's kind of cool. Hope well, you're prepared. Hope you're prepared. Are you, have, you, have you been practicing in front of the mirror like the past week? I actually have a couple. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> (laughs) So from Krista, myself, and Devin from The Strange Cellar, until next time, stay stay strange. strange.